Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studio production. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 10 of Riding the Fine. I'm Hondo here with Guy. What's up, Guy? What up? Oh, man. we got a huge episode today. We have our prediction episode. We've been looking forward to this thing for probably three or four episodes, probably about a month. So We are five days away. Uh, five days away? It starts on Tuesday, man. The 25th. Oh, we are we three are, days we away. Are, <laughs> we, are, we are three days away. We no are kidding. three days away, man. I'm... Dude, I'm so so stoked! Unbelievably stoked! I can't even talk. I'm that stoked. Are you stoked? (laughs) No, I'm not stoked, but I'm just ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go. So, hey, should we jump right into it with this week in basketball? Because we have a monster number of predictions to go through at the end of this episode. So, we better just get started. We need to kick it off and go to this week in basketball. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this week in basketball, starting with some league activity. We already started. Three days, three days to go. There's really no games left. So preseason kind of wrapped up. It it, it wrapped up, and what? teams are kind of waving, getting down, trimming down the fat. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that a little bit. W- were there any like surprises? I, I saw one. <laughs> I saw one bigger name, just in terms of like Jarrett Jack ended up getting yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the biggest name. Okay, Beno Udre, but we, we're done. We're done with that. Like we're moved on from Beno Udre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did Stevenson get caught? No. Okay. He's going to make the team, man. I heard he was on like he was on the fence though. So, I don't know, man. It's up to it's up to them, I guess, but they have a lot of nothing on that team, so they need him. What what day um did teams actually have to get down to 15? Was it was it like this It's probably front? Sunday midnight. Okay. Um oh, I don't know, like 48 hour notice, like I don't know. I'm making <sighs> shit up right now. I no, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what it was. You caught me off guard. <laughs> by the way, I did. I did find out today that uh, Clean Anthony got cut. No way. He did. He did. He was my favorite player that I don't know th- anything about. <laughs> I just knew he wore number seventeen because it's Ted more than Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I don't know. I, there's not that much to report on this kind of trimming down to fifteen. I, I think. Well, I think it's going to be surprising. You're going to see pe- teams like Memphis having Troy Williams, um, who was a no-namer, who was undrafted, who got picked up by them, and he's going to make the team. You're going to pe- see people named DJ Stevens also make the team on Memphis because yeah. they just have a lack of athleticism on the team. They have Zach Randolph on the bench. They have Marcus Gasol, who looks like a fucking stone on there, you know? Yeah. So, like, or like a boulder. Um, and so, like, people like that are going to make the team. You're going to see the Brooklyn Nets 
go in massive tank mode and they're going to get like Sean Kilpatrick who was off on the streets and we picked them up for a four, <laughs> for a two hour game. You know, I'm, I don't know if you remember that. The Timberwolves picked Sean Kilpatrick oh, up yeah. from Brooklyn as they needed someone for that game specifically. And, for that game. And then he was done. And then he was picked up by Brooklyn because they need him, you know? Oh, man. People like Justin Hamilton. It's awesome. And then like it's kind of a, um, a discussion point on the d- development league because... Yep. You trim the fat, you get to 15 because that's the roster size, which that is a discussion point in itself. Should it be raised, you know? Should we have more than 15? I'm, at, I'm actually at towards that favor. I'm, I'm, in, I'm all in favor of increasing the size of team rosters Yeah, to like 17 or something well, like it's, that. It's 103. It'll, what, what the budgets are going up to 103 million for team rosters, so I think we should find some money for it. I think they'll have a little bit of extra cash, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what, what do you think, it, uh, if, if you were to propose... A new number of players that could be on a team. Sure. What what what's your number? I would say like seventeen and three. So th- three would be in the development league, and they can they can be in and out of the, of the oh. team and at all. Oh, points. you're proposing a brand new structure. Yeah, I think so. And then you can say like two or three are on in, in, injury reserve or whatever. You still have the twelve people on the roster roster day for that day. Okay. But you can sub in in and out any as much as you want. I don't care. Okay. But seventeen is that magic. Is that? It's not really anything. I'm making. I'm making. No, no, no. I just just think with the added value of the NBA, what's going on with the structure and the rebalancing with the CBA, I think. Yeah. It might be kind of cool. So, anyways, sorry. While we're talking about the the D League, um, do you think every NBA team will actually link with a D League team? I hope so. I don't. How far away are we from complete linkage? Isn't there like twenty some? league teams at this point yeah so we're not that far off we're not we're not that far off but i think we'll see we'll see a few more join just just i want guaranteed salaries in the development league i want you know mm-hmm. them to put in the work to maybe get those you know isaiah cannons from houston or something like that in the league okay. that are from the d league and KJ mcdaniels and people like that you know that'd be awesome to see that yeah hassan whiteside was in the d league like really? there you go i mean it's yeah just, it's proof that it it's proof that it works then. yeah um so talking about about the cba I continue to see a lot more progress that this CBA is is really coming together. And one of the things that I found um, in my research before the episode today was that Michael Jordan is definitely influencing this year's negotiations. He just has this this unique perspective as a you know as a superstar player and as an owner, and he can help facilitate some of these transactions between both sides. Well, that's good. So, I didn't know. I didn't know that he no, was involved. No, well, I mean he he is involved, but I think that's a that's a really positive step, and they're trying to make it equitable. And we talked last episode just about um, about taking care of the retired players, but oh, I, sure. I, I think they're getting they're getting so close to getting things figured out for a very very long long time. I don't think anybody wants to slow down the progress or stop the money that's coming into the NBA. So they want to resolve this as you know as peacefully as they can. Yeah. Um, you know, they might hit a snag or two, but I, I really don't. I think we're going to see something fairly soon. Sure. Which, which is, uh, it's, it's really cool <laughs> because the lo- these lockouts just wreck sports. I remember the base. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a blackout and there shouldn't be a lockout ever in sports ever again because what the hell is this? It's so streamlined in 2016, yeah. 2017 that it's like everything should be accessible and transparent from day one and should be able to be seen because mm-hmm. there's an audience. There's always going to be an audience worldwide. Like, it's so stupid. No. And it's free money. It's so freaking free to them to yeah. do this. So 
I don't understand, but it would be on an owner's side that it would be a lockout, but it, that would, no, that wouldn't no. stop play. So. Yeah, but at fifty-fifty, no one, no one's going into a lockout at, at this point. It's just yeah. nego- negotiation on the finer points. But All we'll, right, well, as as the CBA negotiations continue, we'll talk about it more. I think that the biggest thing that I saw this week uh, under league activity was Elton Brand announced his retirement. Yeah, um, great, I guess. I don't know much about him anymore. Um, he's kind of been out of my mind for a long time. Sure. But um, he's part of that class, right, of the Kobe Bryants, the yeah. Duncans, and Garnets. So, good. I mean, he was a Clipper for a long-ass time, and then he was a Hawk, and then sure. I guess he's retiring as a Sixer. So. I saw another interesting stat today about, I think there's only five players left that started in the 90s. No way. And it was like Dirk, Dirk. Meta World Peace, and <laughs> Paul Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it get it gets a little fuzzy from it's there. It's okay. Like Jason Terry. Jason Terry is one of them. <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember who the other one is. Derek Fisher back in the league. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but that's so few. That's that's insane. That's our era. Like that's our yeah, era, really. Yeah, it's it's basically done. And I heard that Meta Meta World Peace was being offered a job as an assistant. Oh and, my god. And no longer a player. So. Um, oh, so wow. yeah, that that and Paul Pierce is on his way out too. So like we are wrapping up the '90s era of ball players. Very, very quickly. We're old as hell. <laughs> All right, so we'll Dante's level of hell. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll move forward from league activity into gameplay. So basically, gameplay is a little bit light. Like we said, kind of wrapping up the remainder of the games for the preseason. Well, I don't know if it was light. Not not light, but I mean a lot of storylines. Honestly, there's storylines, but there's not a lot of games, and yeah. and just getting to the end, and we are actually on a stretch of no games for a few days before we actually enter the season. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so a little bit of kind of rest and recovery and preparation for the season to begin. Sure. And what, what's opening day? It's like Cleveland, Knicks, Portland, Utah, and like um, it's got to be Warriors and Spurs or something. It's got to be. Yeah, that. it is Warriors. I really just threw that out. Is that really what it is? Uh, it's, so it's it's New York, New York versus Cleveland in, in the early game, Utah versus Portland, and San Antonio versus Golden State. I swear, I just, I just made that up. <laughs> I, I really those want, are the teams to watch the season. I really want I really want to watch that San Antonio Golden State game. Uh, like, I mean, I'm just so amped for that game. Well, speaking of amped, like stay tuned for our predictions episode because there's gonna be some wild, wild guesses. Wild guesses. Oh, but then then we just have basketball just for an incredible stretch of time. So I just it's so great to be back. All right, so let's talk a, little, a couple of early stats in or kind of final category stats from the preseason. So this is this is what. Came to fruition. What is happening in terms of the top? In terms of the top leaders, so preseason leaders. <laughs> no, I'm just going through. I'm going through it. You could, you could argue with. You could say whatever you want. I'm, I'm, saying I'm, nothing. I'm reporting the facts. I'm reporting the facts. DeRozan ended up with the highest points per game. Wow. Drummond ended up with the highest rebounds per game. Oh no shit. Harden ended up with the most assists per game. Good with, for him. With a ridiculous number, like 14 assists per game, <laughs> and then Matt motherfucking Barnes ended up with the most steals per game. Who? Matt Barnes. Oh, gosh. It, it just it pains me to say Matt Barnes' name. Absolutely crazy. So, obviously, DeRozan, DeRozan doesn't stand. Drummond might actually stand, and we'll get into, get into that in the predictions episode. Uh, Harden, I'm not sure. And Barnes, Jesus Christ, no way. Absolutely not. Um, hey, so just in terms of the latest games, I was looking through a few of the games. Can you talk... Did you watch the watch or see highlights from the Timberwolves game on Friday? Oh, yeah. I watched and saw highlights of the Timberwolves game on Friday. Okay. But they, they ended up winning by a, a pretty good amount. By a chunk? Yeah. Of cheese or so, yes. It, it was... Uh, who was the game against? 
Um, it was against... Um, was it Memphis? It was Memphis. And they ended up winning by like 20 or something, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. It was a, it was a, a blowout, man. So do, do The you Memphis think- game got close, and then there was another game against like Sacramento. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last game they just played was against Charlotte. Oh, it was against Charlotte. Yeah, That's so the right. Memphis game was like a 40-point game at one point, and okay. it got down to 10. Okay. And then Tibbs went off on the post game, And sure. then the next game was uh, a 40-point game sure. as well. You see any other kind of notable activity in, in the last preseason games or no? Um, yeah. I mean, Golden State Warriors look legit as fuck. And, like, they're doing plays that are, like, midseason form already. So they're doing, like, out-of-bounds plays that are, like, oops to Durant. And <laughs> they're always getting Durant involved. It's, like, it's just butter for him, man. It's going to be so easy for that team. I don't understand how they're going to lose the game. I don't get it. <laughs> um, Phoenix looks entertaining as hell, man. I, I can't wait to watch them. Sure. And, um... I don't know. Like teams like uh, Chicago are always going to be just fun to watch because it's going to be boomer bust every yeah, game. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I don't Denver know. looks pretty interesting right oh, now really? too. Okay. They they kind of re- not really retooled, but they've gotten really young. But they have the same those same vets from Carmelo days or the Carmelo trade. Yeah. They still have them. Wow. Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, and things like that. And so like now they're healthy. Yeah. Who's 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 to say that they're they can't make the playoffs and yeah. they're actually like showing up with their new bigs. I don't know. That team looks really like a must-watch, and they're showing a little bit on preseason of right. what they can do. Cool. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool because it's like a new change of guard, you know? It's yeah. like we had the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. We had them every year perennially. You got to see the same faces, and now it's like a change of the guard a little bit. We're, we're seeing that actual change. And, okay, so let's, let, let's save that for later in the episode, what those rankings are. And OKC looks pretty cool, like yeah. fun to watch because, you know, you obviously have the storyline all season, but, like, Westbrook has, like, Westbrook gear like he's not gonna slow down and then you're gonna see all the all these other people run with him and you're seeing in the preseason man they yeah. are a fast high octane team with you know Adams in the middle so it's gonna be pretty fun have to love it all right so so skipping down gameplay hey ne- just one last word on gameplay next week when we come back with gameplay we have actual regular season games to talk about it'll be absolutely incredible absolutely incredible so skipping down into into player activity I saw a couple big highlights one, Patrick Beverly uh, from the Rockets is, is out with knee surgery, so it looks like he's going to be out 20 games. I mean, I don't know. No, it, he, that is what is reported cool. as, that's as awesome. of today. No, that's really sucks, actually. <laughs> that's, sorry. That's awesome, Patrick Beverly. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But uh, you know, there's a lot of injuries that are just kind of being un- not discussed really right now, sure. like there's Chris Middleton and Anand Yep. But um, I don't know. We just hope that there's not a whole lot of these kind of storylines this season, but sure. um, it's going to happen. It's part of it. Um, I also saw Draymond Green is possibly injured. No way. I, I saw. I, I just saw it today. No, oh, I didn't see that. So, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly exactly kind of what's going on. Hopefully, it's just a short term thing. <laughs> um, and I also saw that yeah. that Derek Rose is back is back kind of in full. Oh, he's with, back. With, well, <laughs> he's actually on the court. And, yeah. And and working with the Knicks, so that yeah, that's yeah. a positive thing. And out of that case, I don't want to talk about the case on here. So. Um, and it looks like Olenek is is slated for a November. And I didn't some, even know he was injured. See, that's some, the thing. Some like, sort sorry, of November return. Really. All right. So I I guess I am taking full responsibility for the injuries report. <laughs> sure. kind of well, you can be on that all season long. All right. All right. I'm not really about that right now. Okay. All right. So, yeah. What a lively, oh. lively player activity bunch. So we get into a little bit of just a few things of lighter news. And I think I'd, I want to share a couple of these things on our uh on our Twitter feed as well. Oh, sure. One, I just I found out that 
there were some big companies hiring actual NBA players this season. Oh, sure. Just, just sure. for a few weeks. So, like, Facebook and Google. And hey. I think there was a video game company that hired. Really? Like, like uh, the, uh, the, the video game company behind 2K. Sure. Or is it just called 2K? Or? I don't know. What okay. The, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't know which, what company it is. I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's EA Sports, but I don't think okay. it is. But they've, they've actually I kind of all brought in NBA players. That's and awesome. They're trying to kind of actually get in the business side of, of early. So I'm going to check I, this. Like, yeah. The NBA are hiring people from YouTube that have made these uh, videos, like highlight videos and things like that. Are you serious? And they're hiring them. And they're making YouTube videos for the NBA. Are you fucking serious? Insane Dunks needs to come back. It needs to come back because we'll get hired right by the fucking NBA. That's man. the reason why I'm telling you this. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back in full. It's going to be nuts. Insane dunks. These dunks are nuts. Um, the other thing, and I'll just share this directly on, on our Twitter feed, is I found this really, really interesting, like, six degrees of separation. What? So you can, you can look, at, look at a player and who they played with, and it gets you into this weird, like, spatial web. Oh, it sure. Is, it is absolutely mind-blowing. So okay. they've, just, ma- mean, they've just mapped out all the data points. So give me one second here. So, like... Dikembe Mutombo and Jordan Clarkson are somehow connected. Uh, yeah, it's a, the current NBA player. That's const- an interesting graphic. The player constellation shows <laughs> you. I don't, I don't know what am I what am I looking at? Just give me a fucking second here. LeBron, that was the name you put in. I don't know. There's all the connection points, so it maps up. It maps out the entire web of everybody who's played with him. So I'll share this. Oh, I'll share this. It's just a player constellation. Oh, okay. But they've mapped out actual all of the data points, everybody who's could played. Could you put on like a VR headset and be like, whoa. I'm sure you could, but we just. That's we, a big dipper. <laughs> we, we should just map it out. We'll be the first ones to, to VR. Like, you can look at the players in 3D okay. in the constellation. So, uh, that was just a random find today. But okay, well, good de- for you, man. Definitely. I'm out. glad you're deep diving. Oh, deep diving, deep diving. This is the last of the dog days. That is. I. No, I'm not. I'm stripping that out of the episode. This is not a dog day's find. This is <laughs> okay. this is data analysis at its finest. At its finest. At its finest. All right. <laughs> so, getting to did he say that? Wrapping up this week in basketball, um, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell was saying Carl Towns is the best center in the league, but he's far behind Timothy Mozgov. And I was just like, I was completely fucking blown. Like one, that statement doesn't even make sense. But is he suggesting that Mozgov is better than Towns? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the reason why he said it is because it's completely in jest. It's like an uh, absolute joke. Oh, I, I There's hope, a lot of like I hope so. news that's been happening this week in terms yeah. of like Durant and Westbrook yeah. kind of commenting on each other's comments. We, okay. We've had a Patrick Patterson on the Players Tribune say, "Don't make Space Jam too," because he's like you know he's crying over his childhood about like how it could be tainted by other people like you know cross-marketing with LeBron instead of Michael and the best it's ever been. Wow. There's been a lot of weird quotes this week. Yeah. And so this is probably par for the course. And Timothy Mozgov is on his team. He has to say it. Yeah. Okay. And and he probably was asked a very specific question, and he was like, he's like all about this media fame. So let's okay. move on. Let's move on. Uh, okay. On, but on the weird quote train, um, something something happened oh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Thompson. What Somebody called him a coward or re- like referred to – they referred to the Warriors as cowards, and he like he de- he was trying to defend himself and the team. I don't exact exactly know what happened, but uh, I mean, all I know is his response. Like his response was, 
I hate this TMZ shit that we're doing right now, but his response was, um, an anonymous source, huh? An anonymous source. Okay. You, you must be kind of a coward if you're just anonymous. You okay. should come out, you know? And um, I think they called them cowards because they needed a Kevin Durant to win the championship. I don't know the storyline. All right. All right. Okay. You know what? That's going to wrap up this this week in basketball. We'll come back with an actual This Week in Basketball episode uh, moving forward. Um, All right. So we're going to be back with uh, a prediction installment of the three-man weave. We are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? Oh, man. What an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. I'm doing a Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate is... Boom, boom, boom. We are back. We are back with... Hey, we got the four-man weave going this week. Woo. I'm Hondo here with Gee. MTG is back in the house. Fellas. What's, what's up? And we got Job joining us. Job, <laughs> coming in from Minnesota. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? We have three days till the NBA season, so this installment of now the four-man weave is going to consist of prediction... Lighter-hearted predictions going into this season. No, I'm gonna I'm coming in with a heavy heart, heart, heart of darkness. I mean, we're just we're going full blackout. We're going full blackout. All right, all right. I'm gonna so I'm gonna start with this. I'm gonna start with this. Which team? Derek Rose. Sorry, sorry. I, just, I told you we're going dark. Which team is most likely to be the subject of a thirty for thirty? Oh, from this season. Oh, it's definitely Derek Rose of the New York Knicks. Okay, all right. So that's that's the first prediction. Man, I think it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be Cleveland. I think it's going to be uh, LeBron uh, retires midway through the season. Um, (laughs) He admits to doing HGH his entire career, and he leaves the game in scandal, and uh, he does the Pete Rose thing for the next 20 years. (laughs) Job, Job, who is your, your team? Well, biggest turnaround this year is going to be the Timberwolves. <laughs> we haven't had a winning season. I thought it was 11 years, but I was corrected. It's been 12, yeah. which is even more dismal. So, yeah. you know, it's, they're going to turn it around. We're going to have a great season and 30 for 30 all about it. Oh, it's, I think. So here's my prediction for the 30 for 30. I think it's going to be about the Brooklyn Nets and just some enormous scandal that Prokhorov gets in and just brings the entire enterprise down. Just as like smuggling funds from the NBA back into the war against Ukraine. Just like just some huge mon- money launderers. Here we go. Bonus prediction. <laughs> Jeremy be... Lin is like the <laughs> How dare you. Confluence to never, Ukraine. Never mention uh, Jeremy Lin again in my presence. No. <laughs> um, how about this? A 30 for 30 for 30. Oh. oh. Steph Curry gets caught in some infidelity scandal. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And it just becomes just blows up the whole Aisha Curry brand, just like oh, you know, the whole the whole golden, you know, golden boy image, all that, like thirty for thirty for thirty. The downfall. Riley Steph Curry, Curry claims for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Riley Curry is just gonna shine no matter what. No, she's she's the Teflon Don. Nobody can <laughs> impact her brand, her legacy, you know what I'm saying, her influence on the people, you know what I'm saying? Just impact. Just Riley Riley Curry as the Teflon Don. I mean, that might be that is the the that's probably probably the league leader for uh, quote of the season so far, yeah. unbelievable. Um, thirty for thirty for thirty. Do you believe that? Gotcha. Oh, that's good. Do you think Tiger Woods' former wife is involved in this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Tiger Wolf's Tiger Wolf. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what we'll go with. Yeah, no, we're we're rolling, we're rolling live. Um, I think Tiger Woods' wife is going to buy the Orlando Magic. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> just bold, bold face predictions. We didn't even answer your question. We we're just like, no, you know, did. Oh, uh, okay. The extension question, I, I mean, it goes wherever it wants. Which, okay. which team are you rooting for, by the way? We see you rolling right now. Hey, I'll cheer for whatever team I want. Yeah, hold on, hold on. He's got a Warriors cap, Minnesota jersey, and John Stockton shorts. Like, how did this, <laughs> like, what is this mixed messages what all the way around? Man? What kind of stance socks do you got? No, I, no, I just have. Liberty no, Bells? He's got the special edition Stance Van Gundy. Stance Van Gundy's. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so which, which player this season is most likely to be involved in a TMZ scandal? So last year was like what D'Angelo Russell yeah. and Nick Young and who was it that had guns in the locker room? Oh, that's... I'd like to see the, the gun thing is always uh, fun for me. Is it fun? Uh, <laughs> Gilbert Arenas and Javaris yeah, that, and Javaris yeah, Crittenden turned out to be in a mental case. Um, what? Uh, I mean, here, here's I mean for me it's the same thing as we talked about a couple three man weaves ago. Just like Joel Embiid, yeah. it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Last year Philadelphia had uh, Jaleel Okafor running yeah. around, uh, drinking, and driving, um, getting into bar fights, uh, that whole thing. So like Philadelphia to me is gonna keep the scandals running. Ben Simmons, he's injured, he's down yeah. and depressed. You know what I'm saying? He's just gonna get in trouble. He's yeah. just gonna get in a bunch of fights, uh, eating Philly cheesesteak sandwiches because he can't like can't uh, actually be on the court. I mean. Wherever you find solace, man. Whatever, whatever lifts your spirits. Whatever brings you peace, right? Steak, if it's a nightclub yeah, and missing a flight like Ty Lawson. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to say... That's my prediction. I'm going to have to say that Matt Barnes takes another run at Derek Fisher again. No way. Just, <laughs> brings it back. Right. Man. Round I mean, two? He, Matt he, Barnes needs to be relevant? He leads, he, he leads he, the NBA. He leads in, the NBA in, in, in steal, steals and Derek Fisher confrontations. Excuse so. me. Um, <laughs> Derek Fisher leads the league in steals because he stole Matt Barnes' wife. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, okay, the, the third prediction. Least happy fans. Least happy Whoa. fans this season. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna throw out a name. I'm gonna throw out the magic. I'm gonna go with the Lakers. I'm gonna go with the Lakers because they want to see the new guys and they're gonna be gutted. Been disappointment when they're playing Luol Deng, Timothy Mozgov, ooh, ooh, Nick Young, Lou Williams, <laughs> oh. Meta World Peace. Well, I mean, let's just keep it real right now. We got you know three or four people here. Spent a lot of time in Minnesota. What happens if Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs? Yeah, Are they distraught, devastated? Like yeah. what? What is the? Just I think it's par for the course. Really, it's going to be just we knew it was going to happen. So, so we'll, that's part of being a Minnesota fan. You just kind of accept losing. You know, you set the expectations low, and then if we do well, it's like well. That's We're awesome. gonna be like the first team that has like three consecutive rookies of the year, but we also fail to make the playoffs for three consecutive years. Thirteen. Thirteen consecutive years. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's dark. That's that's really. really I feel dark. like the Sixers are gonna be the the most disappointed this year, man. Uh, Philly fans take it hard. They're diehards <laughs> about about their sports and yeah. and uh, to have such another awful season this year again. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be tough, man. Philly fans are not going to take that well. They've been dealing with it for a while, and so they kind of have to accept it, but then they got a change of the guard, right? The change of ownership, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been promised a lot of um, inspiring basketball from a brand-new regime and a brand-new coach and everything. And then we got a Ben Simmons injury, so I don't know. I think you're right in the sense that they're going to be you know, bottom dwellers and they're going to be disappointed, but I think they knew coming into the season they're still going to be kind of pretty bad. That's true. So like it's the delta between expectation and actual yeah. performance. I mean, so for me – just growing up in Chicago, I think Chicago Bulls fans are going to be, and I, you know, just speaking 
from experience, uh, I might commit a homicide. You know, can you, can you commit a suicide and a homicide at the same time? Does it make like, a sound? <laughs> I mean, are we doing it in a forest or are we doing it in the United Center? I mean, where, where is this occurring taking place? But if I if I have to sit here and watch Rajon Rondo like do Harlem Globetrotter dribbles and Dwayne Wade flopping on the ground and Jimmy Butler scowling at you know everybody and then what's his name? Fred Hoiberg sitting on the bench looking like, you know, a clown. Just like, what are we... I'm just upset and the season hasn't even started yet. So... Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you going to predict the... Can you predict the number of Jimmy Butler scowls per game? Is, I mean, no. I mean, it's going to break all records. You know oh, what I'm saying? man. P-E-R, S-P-E-R, like, you know, all... <laughs> scowl efficiency rating, yeah, yeah, S-E-R. Yeah. Uh, whatever statistic you want to create to, like... I mean... That's tough, though. Is it going to be... Is he going to have the most... I mean, Kobe's out the league, so who's going to take on the mantle of most scowls per game? <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea. You said, I mean, you said SCR, and it mo- made me think so of something really quick. Most scowls per game? I would say Jimmy Butler's going to be up there, but DeMarcus Cousins it's, is, is ooh, really going to go... It's already, it's already set. It's at, already at, set. At the top of this list. Uh, yeah, yeah. You might be right. I totally forgot about that. I mean... Aren't Sacramento scowls worth more, too? <laughs> or, or are they worth less because the organization's just in the tank? Because they're not in Oakland either. <laughs> hey, so there's said, a conversion ratio. <laughs> there's got to be. Gotta be. Yeah. Speaking of efficiency ratings, um, five thirty eight, like a like kind of like a ringer website. Yeah, came out with an, a stat, a rating. You know how in video games they have ELO, like an ELO rating. They have the Carmelo, like a Carmelio. Boom. Rating. Boom. It's, like, oh. it's a c- crazy stat efficiency rating that. Ranks Minnesota in the top ten. Oh wow! Hey, we need whatever made-up stats we can get <laughs> to lift the Minnesota spirits, you know. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's gonna a be a winner. All right, so I'm going to the next question here. Most likely to be hexed by the base god himself this season. Oh my season. gosh! He lifted it off of Curry, uh, off of uh, Kevin Durant. He, uh, did lift it. he lifted it, but he put it back on. No. So he he lifted it, I don't, or he I don't. first put it put it on in 2012. And then he lifted it in 2014. But I thought, did he did nah. he lift? Did he fully lift it now? He did. I don't recall. I don't recall your mythological lifting in 2014. <laughs> it was still in in complete effect. You know, just like internet memes going crazy okay. with the base god and KD. He only lifted it once KD came to the Warriors. Okay. And like you know, I don't yeah, have that's the why he right so, in front of so me, who, but it's lifted. Who is who is fully under? The curse. It's got to okay. be somebody from a city with a rap scene, so we can already eliminate yeah, 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 most yeah. teams in the Midwest. Like, period. <laughs> but is is Harden still under the actual curse? Uh, I'm pretty sure he is because he never apologized to the base god for stealing the cooking dance. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's out of the question because he's still already cursed. Houston's got the rap scene. So, I mean, that has all the all the trappings of it. Is it? Oh, if we're talking rap, I think, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I, I got to go with Dwight Howard being, like, a potential base god mm, victim. Mm, you think so? He's going to come at... Uh-huh. I think he has his own demons, man. <laughs> Uh, I think he has his own internal like Dwight Mayer. Here we go. I think Christmas, it's, you know. Yeah, right. No, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Brandon Ingram. Wow. Oh wow. Because D'Angelo Russell is gonna get a little bit too far in his ear, sure, and just sure. all of a sudden Ingram's gonna be talking hot shit. You know, I think he's gonna win Rookie of the Year. So all yeah. of a sudden, base guys gonna come at, at Southern California. It's a little too close. Oh my god. To Oakland, you know. And so I think I think we're gonna look at Brandon Ingram or even D'Angelo Russell. He's gonna curse both of them at the same time. <laughs> double curse. He's a got double, two hands. Two a double curses. curse. Well, it's funny because they're it's, trash. Right? Is Why it a double curse double a curse team? or no? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I think Brandon Ingram's gonna have a crazy year and he's gonna get rookie really? of the year and he's gonna be feeling Dude. himself and base God is gonna come at him. Is it a double double curse at that point? Or double no? double. <sighs> that's a great question. Points I, and rebounds. <laughs> 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 Curses per 
Curse Curse of Squid. Curse of Squid. Well, I'm thinking it's still James Harden. A new team to be cursed? Player. Yeah, a new player. A new player. A net new player. You, You can't say Harden. Damian Lillard. How <laughs> dare you? Is, why? Because he's stealing thunder from his rap game. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. He just dropped an album called The Letter O. Did you see that? I, I know that. You know I what? That's that. actually a really good answer, and I would just love to see something like that happen. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want that story to be. Dame Lillard know. versus the bass guy. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Okay. Most likely, here's my next question. Most likely to garner the phrase, oh, shit, did he just do that? So who who pulls off just spectacular plays oh, sure. all season long, whether that you expect them to or not? Like who who's gonna go and do that, and who's gonna who's gonna garner that statement kind of night in night out? Again, so here we go. I got this already. There's only one answer for this. Okay, Dion Waiters. <laughs> the announcers in Miami are gonna be like, "Oh shit, did we he just been. do that twelve times a game?" When he just dribbles up the court, pulls up, takes a thirty-two footer, does does the, the Steph Curry, the Steph Curry point to the sky yeah. and bricks it. You yeah. know <laughs> oh, funny man. Go ahead. Who's your? No, I don't. Go ahead. Who's your pick? Ugh. Oh man. I would say, oh shit, did he just do that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Carmelo, and and I'm gonna go on the negative side, like he's just not gonna live up to expectations again. Oh shit, oh shit, he just, he just dropped that. He should be, he should be doing a hell of a lot more, and he's, and he's not doing anything. All right, I'm gonna go with the Sun White side of the Heat. Oh, I think he's gonna be all over the court all game long, and he's gonna be in that conversation of, oh shit, he just, did he just do that? Yeah. He blocks a shot, he takes a, sh- take, grabs a rebound, dribbles it up the court, lays sure. it in, or takes even a long shot. So if, or even though he, on the other end, you know, even though he just got paid, we don't think there's any drop off. You know, what I'm saying mm. he got paid, he's been wearing sunglasses all the time. There's always that. There's always that. Yeah. Oh, good call. I mean, I don't. I didn't next level meta think about this. Meta world peace think about this. But um. <laughs> so here's here's another question. Are we just like all off on Anthony Davis after he was oh. after last year and just Pelicans? I'm off. Just, I'm so turned off by him. I mean, just mainly because I have someone on my team that's <laughs> better than him. But uh, but if we're talking about oh shit, did he just do that? Freaking nature. Yeah, yeah. He's due for a rebound. He's still season. growing, you know. It's okay. Insane. Yeah, you're right. Right. I like that. I do like that. All right. The next next question here. The first coached for coached. <laughs> the first coach to get tossed from a game this season. Oh, what? Doc Rivers. <laughs> Everyone well, hates I don't him think so I've much. I've never seen him getting injected. But <laughs> at this point. He has like he slept yeah, with every single. He, he's got the he's had the longest like. <laughs> he's he's got he's working his magic. His twenty four k magic. He's had his the Bruno longest like uh, been given the most leniency, most rope by all the refs. But everyone hates L A right now. Yeah, yeah. L A just has won too much. I think this is the year where it snaps and breaks, and he just gets tossed out of like three games, including like very early on. Once the first time they play uh uh Golden State, yeah. he's getting tossed that game. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is just known <laughs> for pretty good temper, so I'm, okay. I'm going to continue to ride that wave. All right, I guess I'll... A little bias here. I'm trying to think about other massive coaching changes, but yeah. I'm going to go with Tom Thibodeau because I think he's just going to go off on like some little thing that, like, you know, Wiggins got hit, you know, blindly, and then 
or got kicked in the nads or something, and then he just goes off and he gets ejected. I That's think Ricky Rubio is going to play Matador defense, or he's going to miss a rotation, and Tibbs is going to yank him and yeah. put him on the very far end of the bench, and he's going to get tossed for that. He's sure. going to do it so aggressively that the refs are going to be appalled and just toss him. Be like, you can't treat other human beings this way. Matador defense? <laughs> X-Files reference? All right. Okay, so the player, the player that we expect to be in the most commercials for this next season. I feel like it's always LeBron James, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's sneakers, it's a car I don't he's never no. even seen in his life yet. He drives his family around in it. I mean, this might be a unanimous decision, and I kind of hate saying that, but I think that's right. Is it LeBron or is Why it would it Curry? be anyone else? Why would it be anyone else? But I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you, you, you want to pick somebody else, but then you think else. about the Kia that he's driving his family in, this yeah, new sneakers yeah. he's got Dude. or whatever. You know what I mean? The new, you know, whatever it is. I mean, he's, he's all just, over he's, Samsung. He's on every And brand. he drinks Sprite all day, every day. I mean, a body like that, and you can drink that much Sprite, man. It's amazing to me. <laughs> all amazing. I mean, that's, that's a great answer. All excellent points. Here's the problem, though. What's the biggest story of the offseason? Yeah. KD yeah. going to Golden State. Yeah. Why did he go? So he could hang out with all the Silicon Valley people so he could get more endorsement opportunities. In Oklahoma City, he was you know, balling with the Nike commercials and yeah. this and that. But now he's in an actual market with actual human beings who you know who live <laughs> in that city and who buy things. Uh, like It's KD all day. He's, he's going to be just thrown a flood of endorsements. He's going to take okay. half of them. We're going to see him in some like really weird shit, too. Okay. I'm gonna try to get artistic. He's gonna be yeah, like yeah, Kobe yeah. and GQ, trying to wear the sure, all sure. white with the bucket hat, and you know he's gonna he's, he's gonna be doing some things. We're gonna see KD gonna step out of pocket, but only with like half half shorts, you know, so you can see his little Wayne. They, they call those Caprice. Caprice. So, so the question mark is, what car is he endorsing? Is he gonna be driving a Kia like like LeBron or? Or maybe a Buick. No, nah, I mean, like, see, hey, you're going, you're going the wrong route again. Where are we? Silicon Valley. The man Tesla. is Tesla. Tesla. The man Tesla. is the new endorsement god he, for he's Tesla. He's sitting in the back seat, and it's going to drive himself <laughs> around forever. It's going to yeah, be great. And he's going to be able to drop just, hot lines, it's just like his awesome. team will be. You know, they'll just be able to dr- you know, drive uh, around. They'll all be on autopilot. Uh, uh, boom. boom! I'm going to go with the opposite direction. I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. Ooh, oh. it's going to be an endorsement war too. Endorsement and, war, and the reason why is because they're going to be so bad that he's going to have all this time to do all these commercials. Oh wow! And he's wow. going to be a name, you know. So pending pending the scenario that MTG set up earlier with Curry, pending that doesn't go through. <laughs> I'm going with Curry as the said, as the endorsement king go. this season. Okay. No, no, no. This is the this is the colossal okay. meltdown with Ayesha Curry. Oh, sure. Pending that doesn't happen. <laughs> and, and that's fair. I mean, you know. 50-50. Coin flip. All right, staying on the, the fashion front, the NBA team most likely to hold a fashion show. Oh, my gosh. In the middle, in, at halftime. Of <laughs> so there's, I feel like there's only two answers for yeah, this. Yeah, there's only two answers. One is going to be Golden State, yeah. of course. You know, yeah. at the Olympics when everybody's all decked out in the polo and they were all over Instagram and stuff like that, sure. most of those players play for Golden State now. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much an Olympic <laughs> team under themselves. Number two, it's got to be New York. Next, Carmelo yeah. with the hats. Joe Kim Noah going back to New York, just getting back in the fashion game. Yeah. Derek Rose. Hopefully he's not sporting pinstripes. We don't know. <laughs> I'm going OKC. I mean, you got the fashion king himself, Russell Westbrook. But he's his own fashion king. Who else on that team? You're going to have Steven Adams in there and like, <laughs> in just like YSL? He's going like, to be sporting uh, mustache week and you know beard, beard gel, beard grooming gel. Um, no. <laughs> That's what that smell is in here. Beer gel. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Going to the next question. Most likely to surprise us at the All-Star break, just in terms of maybe num- number of wins, positioning, oh. the, the team. The team. team. Overall team. 
Uh, I think the Indiana Pacers are going to be the most surprising team. I think I think they're going to be in the top of the East, probably top seed, second seed. Okay. Going into the All Star break. Okay. Uh, for no other reason than they have a retooled roster with everyone on the chip in on their shoulders. So. Sure. I think you're going to see one of these young teams out west just come off with a really hot start, and then later on in the season they're going to drag a little bit. So I think somebody like a Utah, a yeah. Minnesota, yeah. Um, you know, just somebody's going to come off on a hot streak, and then they're going to come, you know, revert back to the mean. So, um, sure. you know, just one of these young upstart teams that. Uh, hipster Twitter, hipster NBA Twitter, just <laughs> loves, you know, maybe even somebody like Detroit, maybe Ish Smith comes in and they don't miss a beat and they just start rattling some things off. So I think it's going to be one of these teams like that that everybody was real hot on. They're going to start off the season real well, but then second half of the season, you know, injuries are going to take their toll, war of attrition, and uh, we're going to see them revert back. All right. Um, let me see. I think, so I have kind of two picks. I'm, I'm battling between the two. I think either Houston or Denver is going to be one of the teams that I – that okay. I think is going to be surprising at the All-Star break. So both of those could, they could crater pretty hard, but I think one of them may end up showing a lot higher than than expected. Okay. Awesome. And Job has no predictions once again. That's okay. No predictions. <laughs> <laughs> you need to edit that into the beginning of it. Like, Three-man no, weave. No, no predictions. predictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And... Okay, the last the last question I have for the three man weave this week is, which team is is the new president? I'm assuming Hillary Clinton <laughs> going to going to see first. Oh, so you're basically saying, who wins the championship? No, 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 no. Which what actual game will she oh. would she go to first? Ah, which team would she go to specifically? But she's see? not like she's not chill like Obama. I don't think she. You don't think she goes to any game? I don't think she goes to. Do you a think Obama game? takes her to a game? Oh man! Oh, oh! Let's, you know it's going to go East Coast too. You know she's she's not going to get on a plane yeah. all the way over to see the <laughs> Lakers or something or Golden State even. She's just not going to take a plane ride that far. Well, I mean, so. and beyond the fact that there's a team in Washington, yeah. you know, so yeah. so I think that's a great point though that's a great about point. Obama taking her to a game. I think we just need to scrap this question. Have a new question: Which is the first NBA game we see Obama at after, after his the, post presidency? Oh, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, easily, easily. You think so? Don't look disgusted. You're a Chicago fan. You know yeah, this. Yeah, and he's an actual basketball fan who knows. I think something he's going to be there opening night. Mm, mm, you that's think? My, that's my. But idea. here's the thing: he opening night, he's still going to be the president of the United States. It's okay, he can still do things like that. He's done it before. <laughs> he can still do things. Like uh, fair. <laughs> uh, I mean. Chicago, I mean, if he's in his hometown, if, you know, post-presidency, if it's something sometime next year, that's a thing. If he's still in office, I mean, first time Golden State rolls through to Washington is yeah. a good one. Um, you know, something, oh, something okay. in that, that range. Okay. Yeah, Hillary Clinton, I just I just don't see I don't her see going it. too many games. I just yeah. don't think she's uh, she's going for that cultural icon status no. like Obama. Obama was going for... Uh, no, she's um, just going to deal with the email server and... What, what about this guy? You think Trump's ever been to a game? I'm trying to like imagine Donald Trump sitting at a basketball no, game, and I, and I can't. No, I, I, I can see Hillary sitting there. She doesn't really know anything about basketball. She doesn't care, but she's there, you know. But Trump, no, I can't even see it. I mean, there's not a team in Vegas, so Trump is just not. He's not. He's, not he's not there. He's not there. Already by. Yeah. He's gonna be a Raiders fan though. So. <laughs> oh, oh, boom! All right, so that wraps up the the four man weave for this week. We are coming back with our with our awesome complete. Comprehensive prediction episode. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. We're gonna cover everything. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. Not novelty. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. The Seattle connection. The Vancast networks.
You need to cut it. <laughs> that made it on. That made it on. All right, we're back. We're back with the super prediction episode. So I've waited four or five episodes for this this just awesome comprehensive prediction. Just do it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through a ton of different things. So we're gonna go through teams. We're gonna go through NBA Finals predictions. We're gonna go through player predictions and and some other lighthearted predictions for the season. However, we are going to start with our our picks in order, one through eight, for where teams are going to land um, for the Eastern Conference. So let's, uh, MTG, why don't you start with your number one pick for, for the East? Cool, cool. So I'll start with number one. We'll go around the horn, and uh, we'll fight about it. All right. Uh-huh. Number one, in the East, I think it's just got to be Cleveland. Is there anybody else? I mean, they'll be... I don't think there's going to be... No, no. no. That's what I'm saying. They're going to be coasting. There's not going to be a ton of effort. They're going to be saving themselves for the postseason, and they're going to be trying to avoid injuries, make sure LeBron gets his couple Miami trips in during the season, see his doctors. But uh, I think Cleveland, uh, I think Cleveland's locked. Yeah. I think the only other... Commentary on that would be maybe a team like Boston really, really overachieves. They'd pull like they, an Atlanta from a couple seasons Atlanta, ago. Atlanta, and that's what mm. was Atlanta's problem is that they overachieved the regular season. So <laughs> that might happen, but I don't think that's going to nah, happen. I think it's, Not this season. I think it's very, very unlikely. But yes, that is probably the only scenario in which we, we see a different team than Cleveland. Um, the only other way is just see someone, <laughs> a big-name player in Cleveland hurt, so... Yeah, it's true. Although with the big three, they've shown that they can uh, sort of yeah. mitigate that sort of incident. All right, uh, number two. All right, let's go uh, number two. I've got Boston. We are just talking about Boston. Got them in the number two slot. I think they're just going to be the most consistent. They're bringing everybody back from last year and then adding in all-star caliber player, Al Horford. They got the rookie who might you know give them a little bonus, a little push. But the consistency and the continuity – from season to season, and then Brad Stevens, I think he's just going to keep that team solidified, yeah. and their performance is going to be a lot like Chicago has been over the past five years or so, where just consistent, playing really hard, they're not taking nights off, and mm-hmm. they're always going to have something to prove. So I think Boston's going to come in with that two spot. Nice. Guy, is that is that the same? I have pick? a very different number two spot, but okay. I'm not. It's not Boston is not too far below my. No, scale. no. So no. Who you got, I got who you I got, got Pacers because I think they got a lot of okay. new faces that have a chip on their shoulder, as I may have said earlier sure. this today. Hmm. Um, I think that people like Jeff Teague has something to really prove this season, and he's going to be pushed like no other. Yeah, and they're going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with in terms of they have everything to gain by winning all these games, where Cleveland doesn't need to. Sure, and like Boston really wants to as well, but they might not be as poised or as ready with. Um, Players that are clutch, such as Paul George, Jeff Teague, and sure. you know. So you don't think uh, you know take some time cool. to learn each other, brand new head coach. You know, you don't you think the the time to get up to speed is going to be minimal, and they're just going to hit the ground running the season and just boom, nail that two spot. So it is a new coach, but he was an assistant coach of the same team, and so he's probably going to. He already has a lot of familiarity with a lot of the players. Sure, but you know we're talking about these, these are veterans, Teague. and these are no, veterans. That's yeah, true. So, You're so right. you just think the jail time is going to be super minimal. No, I think it's gonna be overtime too. But I think they can probably win with that yeah. time needing. needing I, to but tell. I would say, I would say, like I have a pretty strong. You're right, though. Pretty strong no, opinion. Just All like, questions. I, I, I can't put the Pacers that high. I yeah. just, I, I struggle with, with just their ability to kind of click, and I, I think they especially are, get very, very streaky. So I don't think we're gonna see 
I don't think we're going to see them at that level. However, their caliber of talent, as we've discussed prior, is at a level they are going to make the playoffs. They are on my list. Um, my, got? Got? my two my two is Toronto. Toronto has yeah. kind of proven over and over again that they, they are up in this conversation. I think, you know, with Lowry, with DeRozan, and the ability to play in some pretty high-pressure high games that they can – they can continue to deliver. Um, Boston is going to Boston is going to be a formidable force against them, but yeah. I, I'm still keeping them at the two. I spot. mean, Bismack Biombo just isn't just his departure just isn't ruining I the think, team. It's just not dropping them <laughs> four think, spots in the rankings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you know your point about like people getting paid and then you know maybe falling flat. I think that's might might be Ooh. what's happening with Toronto. Well, they just with Toronto. Mm, I mean, that's totally a possibility. Those dudes getting those big paydays, DeRozan yeah. coming off there. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing too. Again, consistency, right? They know yes, each other. They know. know the coach. They've just got a system in that, place. That probably wins 40 games in itself, you know? That's, that's what right. I'm saying. You're so right. I just Shoot. think, you know, I think Toronto's, again, I, you know, I don't have them at number two, but I think they're going to be consistent. They know each other. Um, you know, there might be a drop-off. They're, but the other thing, too, is they've got assets. Who knows? They haven't made that big trade over the past couple of seasons that everybody thought they would, right? They haven't yeah. gone out there and picked up their all-star. They haven't made that big move. You know, who's to say? Boogie Cousins, you know, yeah. back, you know, right around the trade deadline, Toronto doesn't make a big pull if they're in like a six seven spot, who's to say that Boogie Cousins doesn't get that trade for maybe a DeRozan or somebody like Dude, that? Dude, I like that. Um, their big trade was Demari Carroll, and then he was injured for like half a season. Yeah, but I mean, they signed him as a free agent. So, they didn't, you know. Oh, it wasn't really a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, they've had the assets. They've got a really smart GM. Um, they do. They've. I think they. You could see them on. You know, if they're on the fence, I could see them making a move. But I see them, you know, being pretty solid this season. So I don't think that's a bad pick uh, for number two seed. Uh, but okay. you know, so so far you got the chalk over there, Hondo. You just uh, <laughs> going running it back one two from last season. Uh, I'm just I'm That's running funny. I'm running it back. Consistency, winning games tends to winning games over multiple seasons. Yeah, tends, tends to repeat itself. Yeah, especially especially in this environment. Yeah, so, sure. All right, uh, drop all right. Your, drop your three. Number three, um, number three. <laughs> For me, is Toronto. Okay, I've got them right behind Boston. I think sure. Boston's going to make a leap from last season. And I think yeah. Toronto's going to stay the same. Okay. So okay. in my mind, that pushes Boston just a little bit ahead. So Boston was the five seed last year, or the f- somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of a leap, I don't have them much higher, but I have them as the third seed. So from yeah. the five oh. to the three, and you know, I see them winning, you know, fifty games and fifty something games, and yeah. um, I think Al Horford does it for them. Yeah. Like he's now their rock. And um, I'm loving this Boston team. Yeah, they're probably one player away from contending. Yeah, and I think they have all the tools, all the resources. They have all these assets, like the third pick, Jalen Brown, the you know future picks that they're getting from Bo- from Brooklyn. They mm-hmm. can trade yeah. those and get something from them. Who knows? The Boogie Cousins rumors could be true. Oh. So, so I'm also I'm also keeping Boston at three. I I agree with I agree with your points. I mean, we we've, we've talked about Boston for quite yeah, a while yeah. now. Um, they are they are going to be a contender team, and their defense is going to help them win a lot of games. So they they are in they are in the top three, and I don't think there's any. They could actually they could rival Toronto, so that could be a very very close very close pick. But I, sure. I'd say I'd say Cleveland is several games above both of those teams. Mm. All right, so we're going for number four. Number four, um, and I think. I think, you know, the top of the East is looking pretty solid for all of us. Number four, yeah. I've got Indiana at the four spot. Sure. Going all the way from not making the playoffs yes. last year, yes. yep. like up to a four is a huge jump. But, you know, they're going to have 
again, better players, veterans, people in contract years, people with chips on their shoulder. And to me, that's enough to bump them up into the top half of the conference. And when you think about being on the outside looking in all the way up to the fourth, to me, that's still a huge accomplishment. I love Nate McMillan as a coach. When he was in Portland, coaching Aldridge and uh, Roy Roy, and all these guys, like he did a fantastic job. So I think Indiana's going to be in the conversation. They're going to be in the hunt. And then when you get to the playoffs, I mean, Paul George is an X factor. Is All you have to do is have the best guy on the court in a series, and you can win. So in a 4-5 situation, Indiana could totally make it to the second round. So I still am very high on them. I just see them a little bit less than some of these other teams with more consistency yeah, and a little yes. bit more upside. Sure. Sure. And you're seeing a drop on certain teams like uh, Atlanta drops. Yeah. Uh, Miami drops significantly. They, they gutted their team, essentially. Yeah. They're restarting. So, uh, and in comes the new. So, um, And I guess you know, the Pacers aren't necessarily new. They've been there before. Um, but they retooled recently with Miles Turner instead of Roy Hibbert. They don't have Lance Stevenson. They don't yeah. have what they had. So they've retooled. They don't have George Hill anymore, but they got better, in yeah. my opinion. That's why I have them at the two spot. My four spot, I think we've been like shuffling a little sure, bit. So, sure. I'm so our two through four is about the same. Okay. My four is Toronto. So Your, your four is Toronto. For the exact same re- reasons, the Toronto Drakes. All right. I, <laughs> I'm, throwing out, I'm throwing out a little bit different pick at the four. Yeah. I, I'm going I'm gonna to be an optimist. I'm, I'm a... I'm at least a partial Knicks fan, so I'm, I'm bringing Whoa. I'm bringing Knicks up to the four. Him being him being Damn. cleared of all you know Damn. of all he, chains he, and locks of, of all chains. I'm I'm saying if if this team can play together, they they are in the top half in the East. But this is a boom bust scenario at best for me. So I'm I'm least confident in this scenario. But if they if they can gel early on, yeah, Porzingis and Carmelo and get get Rose in there. I mean. And uh, who who is the other the other ad? Well, they have Joakim Noah. They have Noah. Yep. Courtney Lee. They have a bunch so of players. So if if those if those guys can gel and if they can show it in on the big stage in New York, yeah. they are. I think they're a four seed. Hondo's a gambling man. That's you know that's pushing your chips on the table. And uh, to me, that's that's a ceiling. And you know if they if everything goes right for them, I you know. I wouldn't, <laughs> but it, I would say it's everything. The, has it's to go the right. least confident pick I have, <laughs> but I am. I'm gonna gamble really high up there because this is this is the first statement team yeah. team I've seen from New York. Okay, cool. In an in awful a long time, a long, yeah. long time. I'm so happy yeah, for fair. that too. Um, just I like basketball in New York. It's fun to see that. Um, True. What I was gonna say though is you're a little inconsistent in the sense that you were saying Toronto as a two seed because of their consistency and because yeah. of what they were, and then Knicks. Hey, I'm a gambling man. I'm, a gambling I, I, man. I, I'm gambling on this team. I'm okay, gambling on cool. this team. Awesome. I'm I'm willing to willing to back it. I, like these guys could clear. Okay. It's New York. Okay. They okay. they could definitely not even make the playoffs again, and I wouldn't be that surprised. Volatility. But, so volatility. Our first prop bet of the season is we know who starts the season at point guard. Yeah. But who's ha. who ends the season as point guard? Oh, leading the point for the playoffs. Oh man. Because I might have a different answer than yours. I don't know. Give me some time on, on our next episode. I'll, I'll bring. So, I'll so bring here's it the thing. You have, I mean, I, referencing this though, I think you know I have New York in the playoffs, and we'll you know I'll yeah. reveal their slot later. But to me, like you're just talking about their ceiling being the four seed. I don't think that's unreasonable. Again, if everything breaks right, because yeah. where you're referencing there is Brandon Jennings coming off the bench. Like I think he's going to be fire. He and, is going to be a stud. And who York. knows, you know, if D Rose has any injury problems, if he can't stay on the court, then all of a sudden Brandon Jennings plays a larger role. The coach, Jeff Hornacek, like again, great coach, co- yeah. is really good with coaching young players. And I think he's going to infuse a little bit uh, of something in from a coaching level that they haven't had in a while. So between all that, Porzingis making a leap. I yeah. see Porzingis with 
actual teammates around him, yes, like yes. making much better plays, being able to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, I think New York has some potential, and I don't quite see it meant to four seed, but I think they have the pieces to, you know, again, to do some things. I think they're going to be the playoffs, too. And um, sure. the only thing I'm going to add is the camaraderie from Rose and Noah yeah. and the, the experience they've had in the playoffs. Yep. And then you have the clutch player in Melo. We haven't even talked about Melo. <laughs> they have Melo. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Mellow, but... Uh, they got New York right there, you know, and so I think it's going to be awesome, the Syracuse native. Just not that high. All right. <laughs> um, number five. Number five. Um, so for me, I've got Atlanta at the five. Ooh. So for this me... Where we, we changed course. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is going to be a little bit more interesting. Bottom half of the East, I think it's, you know, it's all over the map. But Atlanta... Okay. So here's the thing. They have, have too many good players and too good of a coach to drop all the way out the mix. They have too opinion. good of a coach. I agree with you there. I mean, so here's the thing, right? So Schrodinger, he's coming off the bench, or he had been coming off the bench for forever, and now he's jumping in that role. I think that's going to hurt them in the grand sum total of things, but in terms yeah. of being a point guard and being making dynamic plays, he's still very serviceable. Ooh. Dwight Howard can still play defense and grab rebounds. Oh. Now, will he stay happy doing that? That's that's the main question. Oh, but man. that's the thing. Um Baysmore, I don't see a regression from him. I don't no, see him improving. But again, that's still nah, a solid, solid play. play. He, he's a good you, want Millsap, you want that. Millsap is going to be borderline all-star level again. again yeah. So for me, that is enough. Again, they have a little bit of consistency. Working in new pieces. Working that new piece is going to change the identity enough that they're not going to be reached in that two, three, yeah, yeah, four yeah, seed. Yeah. But they're going to have enough oh, to stay in. I mean, whoever you have ahead of them, you know, the rest of the teams in the East, I just think Atlanta has more tools sure. to those teams. So I agree with you in the sense that Dennis Schroeder and Dwight Howard are going to do what they need to do. And I think Dwight Howard has never had a point guard like Dennis Schroeder, which I mean, is kind of crazy for right, being in the league that. of like 10 years now. That. I don't think of any. I don't can't think I of mean, any. I mean, his best, best true Jameer point Nelson. guard, I was about to say, Jameer Nelson, and that's <laughs> it. And so if that's what you're dealing with, if Schroeder Ouch, can right? like rise to the occasion in a starting role, all of a sudden, you know, Whoa. a pick and roll with Schroeder uh, and Howard, that's not a bad option. Yeah, Taking yeah. it to Corver on the wings, Millsap can hit a 3-2. You can do a little bit of spread pick and roll going on right yeah, now. Yeah. And um, they have Millsap. Guys. It's like, it's going to be good. And yeah. Bud is going to make him play defense. Dwight Howard, I think, is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. Man, you're making me rethink my predictions, but wow. I don't think they're going to be five. Wow. All right. All right. So you got who you got at five? I have them not making the playoffs. Yeah. I have Charlotte yeah. as the five spot, and I wow, and I'm, wow, and I'm now double <laughs> guessing. Let's, let's bring it back. What we talked about earlier: people getting paid, Mister One yes. Nicola Batums, yeah, from France. Um, what I, what I, what I really like about this team is that they have like a savvy. Um, grindy leader in Kemba Walker. Yeah. Like he yeah. he kind of knows how to get a bucket when needed. He's not like the Steph Curry's or he's not like the opposite in the Rajon Rondos. He's kind of the prototypical point guard of the NBA this t- in this league right now. Sure. He can make a three, he can drive and dish. Um, I really like him. I really like what they're doing with their Frank Kaminsky and their center and um, all, all sorts of other players that they have. Okay. And, I'm kind of running a blank right now in terms of why I have them so high, but Nick Batum <laughs> is great. He's he's always really kind of yeah. been that solid player. He's never really done a whole lot more. Um, I mean, you just I, I just have a tough time like elevating them much higher. Yeah, but definitely I, I you know I have them in the same range, and I'll get I, to the ex- I, uh, exact kind. Of I spot. don't even have them in the playoffs. Like I keep yeah. preaching on this thing: consistency and growing in spurts, right? Growing incrementally as a team. Okay. You know. While Lynn and Jefferson are not in their prime, and you're not going to like see that they're big impact players, 
the magic of that team was Steve Clifford getting the most out of that unit as a whole. So all of a sudden, okay. Batum getting paid. I don't see him producing at the same level. He was really up and down in Portland, even though I loved him in Portland. Yeah. Um, and those other two guys leaving, I just think they don't have the consistency. And I think these other teams are just going to improve. Just yeah, going to get better. Yeah. So, Okay. But Clifford does a lot of credit, and he's going to keep them in games. But I think at the end of the day, all there are is another Kemba injury away from being out of the playoffs. And he has been injured for most of his career. That's what I'm saying. Well, whoops. <laughs> and you got so, anything so, different? Hey, it's all good. So, so, so Charlotte, on the line. Was, Charlotte was your five? Charlotte was my five. Who you I'll got five? Uh, I have Indy dropping all the way to five. Okay. Um, but Dropping, I, I mean rising, really. It is rising. Fan made Rise. it last year. Okay. Well, dropping, dropping from your predictions, but actually rising up to the five seed from... From last season, so uh, I don't really have anything else to kind of. No, that's all right. No, that's cool. To echo on on Indiana, so boom, boom. We talked about them a lot. All right, number six. Space. I've got a number jump, another jump here, um, and I'm going a little bit against my own uh, uh, internal logic and consistency here, but I feel like Washington cool. is going to land at the sixth spot. Okay. I feel like so they John, got a new coach, new coach, and it's an upgrade there, big time. Whitman should not have been there as long as he I know, was. right? I mean, Whitman. I don't even want to go into it. So I think Scott Brooks will be an upgrade. I don't know that he's going to look as good as you do when you have KD and Westbrook. So I think he's going to kind of be, he's going to wash a little bit on the coaching. But John Wall, again, people have touched on this on other podcasts, but I think John Wall is going to be a little bit pissed about Bradley Beal and the amount of money he's been getting. And so he's going to play, he's going to play excellent. I see an all, yeah, exactly. I see an all-star appearance for Wall. I see him And Beal got paid. So that's like, again, that's going against against what I've been saying about people so, getting paid and falling off. But he got that contract. I think he's one of those rare guys who's going to have to prove something because he got paid. So the question is, can he stay on the court longer right. than he yeah, has been? Right. And with those two together, Otto Porter, Otto, okay. you know what I'm saying? You got what that, team, what that team has together. Again, a little bit of consistency, right? A little yeah. bit of longevity as a team together with an infusion of head coaching. I see them making the playoffs, getting to the sixth seed. I hope that. I hope that happens because that's an awesome team to root for. That backcourt um, is really fun to watch. I think they're one move away, and I what I really, really want is the Kentucky uh, the Redux <laughs> with DeMarcus Cousins going to Washington. So you see uh, them flipping Beal for uh, for Cousins. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably best case scenario for Sacramento. I don't know if they're going to get a whole lot, especially with Vlade as the GM and the moves he's done. Like they're going to be lucky if they can get a young, you know, a young piece out that's kind of trade. So it's okay. been been talked about for a few seasons now, but I wouldn't be mad. And to me, if they get if they got Cousins, to me that still keeps. I, them th- in I the think it's gonna be Gay and Cousins for uh, um, Gortat and Beal. Wow! Wow! That's that's a that's a major move. I mean, wow. Rudy Gay is, you know, the turd in that uh, in that soup for me. I know, but, <laughs> for so sure, for that. sure, for sure. He's the cesspool. But um, did uh, did Washington make your list? Yeah, they didn't. Okay, at, at the bottom, but they cool. Who well, you got in the sixth slot? <clears throat> I got the the Garden, the New York Knicks. Oh, Ooh. all right, all right. Six seed, boom. So MSG now. <laughs> something else <laughs> playoff basketball yeah. back in New York TD Garden is what they call it or something yeah that's, that's actually in oh, Boston oh, yeah. oh, it's still MSG bow 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 so you're not as high as Hondo is on them but you think uh, all their additions and the team's gonna be enough for the playoffs you don't see uh, any kind of self-combustion you, you kind of feel like well I'm definitely thing. rethinking my thoughts after our conversations just now because you've been putting a lot of effort in the, the points that you've been making I think what I see is a lot of regression, like a lot of doubt in what needs to be expected out of Rose and Noah. And Noah's and like he's basically playing 10, 15 minutes a game, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to rely on players like 
Kylo Quinn and you know <laughs> like heavy minutes from their bench that doesn't have that doesn't exist. Sure. So they're really top heavy, um, and that's gonna. That's going to give them forty wins, like that. Yeah, five. yeah. So and the, the emergence is, of yeah. of Jennings. Yep. In in the environment, in the mecca of basketball that he's always wanted to see himself envision. <laughs> he's been sure. in Milwaukee, Orlando. Like he's been in yeah. trash teams and but, trash situations. But now, him. now you're in a, in a basketball. So I think he is the right key here. for them. Yeah. He and potentially Rose, the key for them to make a run at this. Yeah. That's this thing, but I think they're going to be in the playoffs no matter what, based okay. on the roster strength alone. I think that's fair. Who you got, Hondo? I'm dropping. Um, I'm dropping your guys. Uh, I'm dropping Chicago into the sixth spot. Whoa, so I'm, whoa! I'm gambling. I'm gambling again, but I, I think this team. I think this team. If, if talk to me, this, talk to me. If this is a, we're, we're talking boom bust scenarios, and I'm that's how I'm playing the East. And you feel like so, it's it's boom boom times for the Eastern I, Conference. I, I think it's boom times for Chicago. I think that I think Dwayne Wade kind of stepping in there with with Butler. If Rondo can gel with that with that unit, I'm feeling pretty good about it. But I'm not feeling I'm not like spectacular on this. But I think they have enough. I think they could they could climb past Washington. I am climbing past Atlanta as well. Okay. So in terms of like you know young guns up and coming in the East versus the little bit more established veteran teams, you just see the veterans kind of winning out, and that gets I, Chicago a playoff spot. I think it does. I, I think that's it does fair think. because the experience of Wade is a lot. It weighs heavy in this league, and he can win games on his own. Yeah, even at his age, even at his lack of athleticism at his stage of his career, and Butler's Butler, and we don't know what we're going to see from Rondo and Lopez, but um, and they have a question mark at the four spot. They have Miritich, they have Taj Gibson, yeah, Gibson, and they have uh, um, Bobby Portis. Like they have a. I think it's a good question mark to have. It's though. a good question mark to have because they have ver- versatile or they have a variable, you know, lineup they can throw sure. out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in Chicago, lifelong Chicago fan, that, that's yeah. my team. You know, cool. I'm just nowhere near as optimistic as you guys on yeah. this. Just the way basketball is played today, where's the shooting coming from? Who's shooting threes besides McDermott and Miritich? Yeah, I'm not positive he, on them, by the way. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, you know, just from my vantage point, as somebody who just, you know. No Chicago in and out in terms of their team. Um, I just think the way that they're going to play basketball and the potential for injuries and dysfunction and that coach, I just don't see a strong coaching oh. personality keeping it all together. So yeah. when you know everybody's going their separate directions, who's going to pull it all together? Yeah. D Wade went there, you know, out of, kind of out of spite with the whole Miami situation. He's going home, but if he doesn't have a great homecoming in Chicago, I don't know that that really affects him in the same way because of all the sex, success, all the sex, all the success he's had in uh, Miami. In Miami, I'm sure. I mean, no, look, you know. But if, I'm but, if it's the, boat. but if it's not the coaching, just the veteran, I think the veterans can still drive this team forward. So hey, that's fair. So I mean, with with the strength of Butler, with if if Rondo can perform, if Rondo can gel with that unit, they do have. An, I think they have enough to get in the playoffs, go as high as six. But uh, you could easily, I could easily see. Are they going to be kind of like a just, one and done though? Just edging in. Yes, I would definitely consider them kind of. More of one, one and done, but they do have enough strength to get in. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Though that series will be fun to watch. That's fair. All right, uh, number seven, I've got New York Knickerbockers. Number seven. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So right. again, not as high as you guys. I think they're, I think they're going to do well enough to hit that seven seed. I don't think it's going to take a ton of wins to get there. Um, I think D Rose in a contract year with something to prove. Brand new team. I think if there's one season where he's going to take the extra cortisol shots, where he's going to be on the, on the court a little bit more, not be injured, so we can get paid again. Um, I think this is the season. So he can play just enough games um, to keep them going. And then Brandon Jennings as the backup, you know, providing that spark off the bench. I actually have him 
uh, winning a year-end award, oh, yeah. which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, New York's just really strong to me. I believe in Hornacek uh, as a coach. I do and too. While there are top, while they are top heavy, I think that infusion of excitement in the crowd. I just think I think every night when they come into the Garden, they're going to be pumped. They're going to be a much better home team than a road team. Um, again, like we were talked about, Porzingis. I see making the leap. Mello having another vintage Mello year. Um, and this, you know, might be one of the last vintage mellow years. But yeah, I think he's gonna be completely refueled because of his new roster. I think and this, uh, this is all the last ditch. All right, you know, so I'm saying having mellow in New York. But we all have, so we're all agreeing that we're gonna see the Knicks in the playoffs. Playoff oh, basketball, yeah. baby! Oh yeah, it's locked in. It's beautiful. It's locked in. <laughs> I would say um, my seventh spot. I got the Bulls. Okay, Ooh, okay. Chicago at seven. All right, you guys are both uh, because like the Chicago. Knicks, they've had. New rosters, yep, yep revamp yep. rosters over their star players, but unlike the Knicks, the Bulls don't have shooting. The Bulls have Miritich. The Bulls have Dougie McBuckets, <laughs> and the Bulls have. They don't have Tony Snell anymore. Not anymore. They got Michael Carter Williams, <laughs> who, who again cannot shoot, shoot. <laughs> and Tony Snell couldn't shoot either. But like, he certainly could shoot a little bit better, like one percent better than Michael Carter Williams. I don't understand the Bulls team at all. I'm really Thank sorry. You. I'm really sorry, but I, I'm excited for a new brand in Chicago. Yes, definitely. New. What is that? I don't know. It's going to be really no, fun. It's going to shake out, and you know, this is what we're seeing today is probably not what we're going to see at the end of the season. I I think there still could be some potentially some movement there. Word. Just, All right, just so giving the chilling. That's the that's the oh, book so, on Chicago. Mm-hmm. Who you got seven? Uh, I got the Hornets. I got okay. the Hornets dropping mm. to seven. Mm. That's kind of. I think it's about where they performed last season. Uh, time out. Were they they were, were six seed. They were six. Yeah. Okay. So, right around. Right around. About yep. the same. Right. You just think a little little bit of a drop off with the changes, but not a whole lot to make a difference. Not a, not a whole lot. I don't have don't have a huge catalyst to kind of yeah. move them. The one thing that they did lose is they lost Lynn and uh, Jefferson, as you said. Yeah. And I think Lynn was a huge reason for their success. Like when Kemba was injured too. So. Okay. He just could steer the ship. You know what I'm saying? He was competent last season, which is probably Jeremy Lin's uh, ceiling. Well, except for, of course, uh, a couple of weeks in the garden. But um, That was the best time, man. That was, so that was great. Great time watching basketball during that. Couch, couch to all-star, man. It was like so good. Uh, couch to all-star. Um, all right, here we go. Last spot, you know, on the bubble right here, Eastern Conference. Number eight, I've got... The Detroit Pistons. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh I think they're going to stay right about the same. I would have had them a little bit higher, except with the injury to Reggie Jackson early in the season. So I think yep. that's going to cost them a few wins. Um, there's going to be a little bit of un- instability early in the year, but as soon as he comes back, uh, Drummond, I think, is going to, yes. while maybe not hit the same numbers, he's still going to grab all those boards. He's still going to do the block shot thing. Might get a vote or two for Defensive Player of the Year. I think Stan Van Gundy's worth a lot of wins. And again, that continuity, bringing it back last year, mm-hmm. they're going to be improving on it. Eight seed. Detroit Pistons. I like it. I really like it, and I kind of regret that I didn't include them in the post uh, the postseason uh, matchup here. I have listed. Um, I think Washington is going to be my eighth seed. Boom. Okay. Because I think John Wall, for the reasons MTG has mentioned, that okay. he's going to have a fuel underneath him. He's going to sure. be lit, and he's going to be on fire all season. He's going to be kind of like the season's Russell Westbrook of last season. He's going to be all over the court, and. Um, there's gonna be a lot of storylines around that season, around that team as well, yep. with Beal, Beal and Wall, and what happens with maybe tr- trades. But um, the Pistons are an awesome team to root for, especially with like SVG at the helm. And I really couldn't put them in this list though because of Reggie Jackson being out yeah. for a significant time. Because they have Ish Smith, 
Who I mean, is very serviceable. That's what I'm saying. He's just going <laughs> to steer the ship. Jeremy Lin-esque. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm dropping. I can't, I can't commit to that. Fair. Fair. I, I'm, got? I'm dropping the Pistons at eight as well. Boom. Nice. I'm dropping them at eight as well. I have a lot of faith in Drummond. I have a lot of faith in Drummond. In fact, in fact, I have so much faith in Drummond, he's going to win. He's going to win an award. That oh, we're going to talk yeah. about later on. Yeah, right? that's really cool. So you have Charlotte not making the playoffs. I think they're out. I have Detroit not making the playoffs, and you have. I have I have both Washington and Atlanta not making not the making the playoffs, Oof, and I don't have Atlanta Washington. making the playoffs either. Okay. All right. So, hey, fair. No? That's hey. Eastern Conference is you know top it's heavy kind of a at the bottom. You know, it's a little bit of mix up, but I think it's going to make for a little bit better basketball it's all, it's as you like, watch throughout the season. I think we're going to be more entertained by the East than we were last year. Yeah, everything's been uh, absolutely, raised up. absolutely. I, I agree. The shuffling has been so good for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I agree entirely. And the Eastern Conference, like even that, I think that four to six range is gonna. Those teams, those teams, wherever wherever you find them, like they're gonna be exciting to watch. You know, just a year or two ago, we were like, uh, you know, top two, top three. Hey, that's all right in the East, but then it it dropped off so severely. You barely wanted to watch it. So I, say. I think it's like. It's it's definitely not at parity with the West. Not even close. But but it's a lot more exciting and, and a lot more competitive. Excellent. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna pay some bills. You know, Sam, we're gonna lounge and relax, and we will bring you the Western Conference next. Oh man! Oh man! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna come back with our Western and some other player picks, but. You know what? I started looking at everything this morning, so Sick. I'm just gonna throw throw it out. I'm gonna throw out a category, and yeah. I want your, yeah. I want your league leader. We're not yeah. we're not gonna kind of get it. We're not gonna do full explanation for everything, but we're gonna throw out a few names just okay. to, just to see what we can <laughs> accurately predict sure. for the season. All right, let's start with points. I got Westbrook. I got Harden. I got Harden right off the bat, and I th- I think it's like. He's just going to run and gun. I think we're on similar wavelengths. So. He's, they're he's like one A, one B. He's, he's going to run same. and gun. They're both in the top. They're both in the top three or so. I would. I. Who else would you add in? Let, let's just go. If we're going to talk top three, I would say you throw LeBron and Curry, or yeah, three or four. Melo, yeah, those top those yeah. five. Okay, rebounds. I think Drummond has this sealed. I think he has this sealed. Like yeah, yeah. he is. He's so like. Just a freak of nature, just in terms of how many boards he's been able to capture last season. So. I'm gonna go Whiteside. Oh, man. Oh, Whiteside with the with the boards. They're I, gonna be missing so many shots. He's gonna have to do it all. I have Whiteside in a different category, but yeah. I think that's a great pick. Anybody else that you'd add in the rebound arena? Uh, Pachulia, because you know he's gonna be the only one rebounding. Uh, uh, I have. Um, nah. Nah. I I think those are Davis I, might be okay. I think those are those are great picks. Um, assists. Tristan Thompson might be okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Tristan, uh, Tristan Thompson is a good pick, too. Um, so assists, I, I think Westbrook has this. I'm, I'm going Westbrook. I inaccurately predicted Ricky Rubio a few seasons ago, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I got burned by him. In, in, you can't do it now. In predicting him there, but he's going to be up there. But I am I am going with Westbrook because he is going to run a fast-paced game and move the ball around down there in OKC. And I'm going with Stephen Curry. And the reason why is because he's going to be deferring way too much this season. Okay, we're not going to see his insane season from last year. Yeah, this year we're going to see we're going to see glimpses, but we're not going to see a full on game. Can I tell you uh, just a prediction or a thought that I had on the assist front that Rondo made the top yeah. of this list last year? I don't think Rondo even makes a top five. Yeah, um, just just given the construction of his new team <laughs> yeah. this year. I agree. Um, okay, moving from assist to blocks. 
I think this is this. This is white side. This territory. is white side. There's, <laughs> There's like no one else. I don't even care. I don't even care. Like it could be a Gobert. There could be a cat. But sure, I don't think so. Sure, but they're gonna be like a full block, block all underneath. Yeah, block, block and a half underneath him per game. I, I just like he, he is, is insane. He's just on his own level. Yep. Steals. I have Rondo. I have Rubio. I, I have. I love I, it, man. I have Rubio. Kind of. He's fully healthy. He has a full down. team. Full court press with Tom Thibodeau, Rubio. Yeah. I love it, man. Love I, it. I, you know, this this kind of freak that we saw from Matt Barnes in the preseason that, that doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> it absolutely does not hold up. Oh, man. all right. So this is an interesting one, and this I had to think about this this morning when when I first was looking at the stats here, field goal percentage, because you can't just look at it, at least how I thought of this before you actually get into your pick, like. You can't just think of the pure shooters. No, you have to. You have it's to always think, never the pure you, shooters. No, you have to think of like you have to think of people in the so, low post. I got so. DeAndre Jordan. Um, yeah, I have Dwight Howard. I have Dwight Howard. It's it's one of the big guys, just little dishes and, and keeping it really really simple. But oh yeah, these guys are like like what is it seventy percent? Yeah, basically typically. because of just how how close the, the when cluster they get the of ball. their shots are. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so, so cool. move, moving from field goal percentage to free throws. I There is only one answer in my book for this. Okay. Free throw percentage or free throw attempts? Uh, free. Let's go with free throws made. Free throws made. Free throws made. Or, sorry. Free throws made or free throw percentage made. So this is James Harden. Percentage made? No, this is... I think this is Curry all the way. Okay. This is 90... What is he like? Ninety-five percent from the. Free- How often does he get to the line, though? As a percentage, that should... you just said, you just clarified your oh, answer. So, I had a different so, answer until you said okay, what you said. Okay, all right. So let, let, let's go both free ways. Free throws made. Let's go both ways on this. Free throws made. You're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right that that Harden just in terms of attempted free throws. Yeah. In terms of free throw percentage, but most accurate from the line. It's not Harden. <laughs> then it's Curry. If you probably we probably have to go to Curry. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a, all good. A clarification there. Um. Let's go three pointer, three point percentage. Uh, Kevin Durant. For three point percentage. Kevin Durant. Wow, I love that. I love that pick. That. Do you know why? Why? Because he's had double teams every season. Yeah. He's gonna have single coverage and open space. No, I that's that's a really who, interesting who, pick. Who else could be there? There could be like the Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry. There could be yeah. the you know, <laughs> and all of those from the same same team. team. I know there could be the, you know, the Damian Lillard. There could be the, um, the uh, could you throw Ryan a- Anderson? You know, from the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Who could we throw out there? Who else could be there? What about a Devin Booker or someone like that? Why not? Why not Devin Booker, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's root like, for the white man in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think a Golden I guess State. Half black. I think a Golden State definitely has a. I think they have it unlocked. They, they, they have it locked with one, two, or three. <laughs> uh, all right. So I didn't. I, I didn't know how to read this stat fully, but let's let's just kind of talk about it, and we'll see if we can come up with an answer. Sure. So I think that the way you read this, so. Is it turnovers created? Is it turnovers created, or is it player that's responsible for the most turnovers? Is it a positive or a negative? When when who leads what, the league in turnovers? In, it's always negative. It's always negative. Yeah. Okay. Like 
forced whoever forces turnovers is a good set. Okay, but, but and that's like borderline steals, but it's like okay. it, it's actually not recordable. Okay, the one that leads the league in turnovers is never a good thing. That's like the stat line you see in the box score. Okay, and that's usually always James Harden. Okay, and I, I'm going with James Harden once again. The I'm gonna go with last year's pick. It was like uh, Dante Jones uh, from Cleveland. Get out of here! What? Well, why are you bringing this guy out? I don't like he was he was like the league leader last year for turnovers. He didn't play. Like he had the I thought. Well, maybe I'm reading the stat what? wrong. I think May, you are. I really May, think you okay, are. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep that in there. We'll, yeah. Harden is a good pick. All right, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll group two together. We'll okay. group two together here. Fouls and technical fouls. Oh man, fouls has to be a rookie. It has to be like Embiid, or it has to be like really. I think it has to be some like struggling European or something. I really think so. Okay, that's usually how it goes down. I think, but technicals. Yeah, it's a lock. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that sound effect was, <laughs> we can we can actually add a sound effect. Okay, there. we need That's to. DeMarcus Cousins. No, right. so I actually have DeMarcus Cousins oh. on both of them. Okay, and I don't think Russell Westbrook is that far behind either. Russell yeah, Westbrook is a he's a technical foul guru, man. So, oh, so I would I, I would definitely kind of keep him up there. All right, um, but yeah, absolute lock on Cousins <laughs> for for tech fouls. All right, uh, minutes. I'm I don't I don't think. I don't think there's any rivalries here. I, I think it's I think it's James Harden all the way for yeah. minutes. Like I have it as the same, and I hate that we're saying the same people. We're not. No, like, no, but, we're but, not really thinking out of the box in terms of who could possibly. Okay, so, but, but throw, throw out some throw other, out some other names. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. Like Porzingis, or I could say like Porzingis. I think he's gonna. They don't have a backup four. Okay. Okay. That's it. So that's, that's why I'm thinking like 38 minutes a game. Sure. Their backup four is mellow, so yeah, they don't want him to really play that much more before. Um. Other other uh, people that could be playing a lot would be Cat or Wiggins. Another person that'd be playing a lot is Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard for the, Damian the Lillard team to be good. Really interesting. Or finally, I would say Anthony Davis. Okay. Okay. I, I, in terms of games games played and minutes played per game, yeah, you know that's a different conversation. Okay. So. All right, let's go into double doubles. If you look oh, at double, let God. me let me just clarify this before we. Go it could be to, points in anything, or it could be anything in anything, right? Yeah, this is just double doubles. This is it could be points and rebounds. It could be points and assists. It could be well, no one does points and blocks, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> There's um, so many ways to go about this, right? Like there could be the Andre no. Drummond. There could be the Andre Drummonds. Oh, but okay, okay. It could also be the Russell Westbrooks. Okay, so I, I think both of those are very viable options. Yeah. I, if you look at what happened last season, Westbrook is far and above the leader in double doubles. Damn. Isn't or it? well, is it double double? I think he's double doubles and, and triple, triple doubles. and triple doubles. Yeah. So, yeah. But Andre, oh man, Andre Drummond could, from a double double perspective, he could he could definitely pull it down too. So yeah. Is there anyone else who could get into that category? I just I don't see a lot of players from a points rebounds perspective able to reciprocate on that. There's a few players that might be able to do it on points and assists, like okay, potentially yeah. a Rondo, yeah, um, like a maybe a okay. Paul George, maybe maybe. I'll, I'll go ahead and say um, there are be like three or four candidates out east. I'm gonna go. Um, what about Horford? Al Horford, Paul Millsap, 
because they're now doing it by themselves. Yeah. Instead of together. And I would say Hassan Whiteside because I'm thinking he's going to be wow. one of the main okay. reasons for that team to do anything above 25 wins. Sure. And so he's going to have to do 10 points plus, 10 rebounds plus, you know. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm. <laughs> we're going to get into But I think we, we're, we're kind of both in congruent yeah. agreement. Yeah, definitely. That it's... Uh, Westbrook and uh, yeah. Drummond. Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, okay, these are more advanced stats from ESPN, and oh, hell we'll yeah. just uh, hell yeah. we'll throw out some predictions. We'll see what holds. So this is total offensive rating. This is like, I don't exactly know how it's measured, but like just take the most productive offensive player. Okay, so I think it is, um, I think it kind of combines points per possession with minutes played. Okay. So if he's playing. Yeah. How many points are scored on the team when he plays? Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, there's one or two answers: Westbrook and Curry. Yeah, I I I actually have Curry kind yeah. of leading leading the spot here. Okay. Um, but yeah, Westbrook is is an easy. You know what's crazy though? Second, Ricky Rubio has like been top five his entire career in that. Yeah, yeah. Game, and he doesn't score. Yeah. So it's not just because he's scoring the ball; but it's, it's because he's be- being. Played when the ball is scored. Oh, okay, interesting. You know, um, I have this is a little bit different pick here for defensive rating. Yeah, sure. So for the defensive rating, I'm going with Horford. That's a great pick. That's a great pick because of they're already going to be so dominant defensively, mm-hmm. and he's going to be controlling all the boards. He's yeah. going to be getting all of the mistakes that are made from the offense on their on the other team. They're going to be he's going to be grabbing all the boards. He's going to be blocking all the shots and. Yeah, I don't know who I can add other than Horford. No, no, I th- I think I think Horford's a pretty who, solid lock there. So you know, one thing I didn't really do is who were who were these league leaders last year? I don't really remember. So um, one thing that we could do is we can like kind of double up on this episode and like come sure. back with like you know. Oh yeah, no, midway I, through the season. Yeah, I think we I think we have to. But come these have been really cool because I didn't really think about these kind of things. Come back, kind of. Through the season, so I mean, if we look at <laughs> and, and take this with a grain of salt, but the the defensive ratings for <laughs> uh-huh. for the preseason, Shabazz Muhammad is the the leader right now. No, I, no. not not no. he's not the season no. leader. No, Horford no. Horford actually falls to two uh, as as part of preseason. Crowder is in there. Henry Ellenson, who I don't even know, he's and, on Detroit, and then uh, Bazemore. Uh, drops in the top of that list too. I'm just just throwing out some other names from defensive rating. So I think the um, okay. So let's go into net rating. So I think this is just the this is just the offensive rating minus the defensive rating. What is the player that does the most when he plays? That does the most. And I think it's LeBron James. We haven't talked Cleveland at all, and I have to bring him out. Yeah. But I think he's a, he has an amazing you know per to begin with. Yeah. And I think when he plays, that team is clicking when he's not playing they're kind of a suspect like almost always Mm -hmm. so i think you know what i'm gonna ride the horford train just a little bit longer i'm gonna i'm gonna i think that team's gonna be so fun in the playoffs man that boston team is gonna be coasting through the season they're gonna really find their stride right when they when they need to for the postseason i think you're right dude but as a net as a net like his ability to his ability to create offense for that team and his his Defensive prowess puts him at a really, really high net rating. Obviously, players like, like, like Curry and John Wall and some other other folks could potentially be in that mix. Um, but I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride that the Horford train. Cool. Um, okay, and then pot uh, 
the pi rating. You know, do you know the? Okay. I don't. I don't. I'm okay. so sorry, man. No, 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 no. So we'll just uh, let me just look. Yeah, we'll we should look. actually like find out what these mean and like no, let's no, explain. Yes. Yeah, so, so we'll we'll come back. We'll come back to that. So this is what is pi percentage? The player impact estimate. Uh, so or <laughs> pi so pi calculates a player's impact on each individual game so who is who is going to have the biggest impact on their team on their team like the highest the highest player impact for their team and the highest impact kind of for their team over the course of the season and you know what the the name that actually comes to me it's towns baby it's towns I've been really trying hard to not be biased on this podcast. No, yeah. I, I was uh, when we started this podcast, yeah. I was going to be pro Wolves, yeah. anti LeBron. Yeah, it's been more like of a collective. Everything is amazing in the, in sure. the NBA. I've been like curbing my enthusiasm really hard. We talk about impact for one team. It's we, you can't think of any other player. I think no. I'm, you can think of the Hardens. You can think of the Currys and Durants, but no one player will impact all sides of the ball. Yeah. No. No. Towns. Towns' ability to create. To create and be Offense, an impa- impact defense. player, and just like, you know, he may, you know, as he's getting out of that rookie season, he's he's going against everybody else yeah. in terms of awards. But I think, you know, I I think we could see him, I could, we could see him definitely on a. Are we going to see him on first team? No, we're definitely not. We're going to see him maybe in third team. Third team. So we I'm, could see him in the All Star too. I think yeah. that's going to happen. So um, okay. So that's that's kind of my player, my crazy kind of player breakdowns every which way. So that's a <laughs> we'll revisit those throughout the course of the season, kind of see where where we where we landed and what's what's actually happening through the course of the games. But and we can make new predictions as the season goes on. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, so we're gonna come back with with our Western Conference picks and and our player predictions and coach predictions for the 2016-2017 season. We'll be right back. All right, all right. We are back. We are back with our Western Conference picks. So we are going to do the same format. We're going to go... We're gonna go one through eight. MTG, you want to kick us off? Uh, hot potato. West number one. Is there any question? No. It's got to be the Golden State Warriors. It's no. There, there's no, there's no question. There's no question from anybody. There's no question from the NBA analysts or the prognosticators. Everyone is agreeing the top pick in the West. There's gonna be some like old fart, you know, some retired vet who's like, I don't believe this team can win the championship. Bernard King. Bernard King. Come out? Oh my goodness! Some Cleveland announcer or Caval- or Chicago announcer, right? Is that Bernard King? Bernard King was a dude who uh, was in New York, played on uh, um, a bunch of those teams in the seventies that were really good. I was oh, just okay. making a random old player reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. who's, who's the commentator? The color commentator for Chicago, isn't it? Stacy King. Stacy King. I'm sorry. Oh, you're close. My, you're I got close. My Kings are on. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, there is no debate. Yeah, no debate. I mean, this team is top, posting the sixty. It's a lock. Wins. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. The only question is, are are they going to play so good that they end up challenging their record last year? Yes. And I, yes. See, that's the thing. The, I think the. The thing is, they probably will, but against their better judgment, because I think Steve Kerr will try to rest guys and yeah. do X, Y, Z and not put them in a position to go for it. But I think they're just going to win so many games. So the over-under for this team is 74.7, which means it's going to be the best record in the NBA yes. history. Yes. And that's what Hondo predicted last week Whoa. or the week before. Yes. And I didn't. I say they're going to go the Cleveland route and coach or in coast and no. rest no. and just 
be the, who they are and just peak at the I right th- time. I think they can rest and still win games. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's true. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. And, I mean, and, and like who who's gonna beat them? I think I think Cleveland could beat them. I think that you know I think that San Antonio can play with them. You know, potentially like a Boston or something. Hey, they won and, a game last year. And then maybe like a maybe like Utah, uh, U- Utah, or yeah, hey, Minnesota. Like yeah, exactly, Minnesota. They can definitely do it. They match up really well. That's why I, I'm yeah. biasedly saying that. Yeah. No, but but like of, besides a few of those teams, like, I, know, I know. These guys are gonna crush people like the Rockets. Yeah. They're gonna crush people like oh, like Dallas and New Orleans and like oh my god. It's gonna be. No, it's, it's, gonna gonna be it's gonna be the least surprising. You know, result in sure. basketball this year is Golden State. All but right. they are must-watch TV. Even if they're Every boring game. teams out, and even if you're yeah. a bench, like yeah. playing no, just, minutes. Just watch it. Watch the efficiency. Watch the history. This is going to be the greatest team. They better ever close see. it though. They, we, yeah. it's a disaster. We need an entire segment where we just look at the Golden State schedule and predict the losses. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That'll happen. We, we'll do that. We'll do that <laughs> as the season gets gets rolling. All right. Good ideas. All right. So let's move to two. There's not. I don't think we. All right, cool. Number two, we got, for me, I think it's just got to be San Antonio. Yes. I just think they're reloaded, retooled. Tim Duncan was on one leg the past five seasons. He's out the paint. You bring in Gasol, who, look, still a 2010 dude, still a double-double dude, still an Mm all-star. Like, I just think Powell's going to be able to produce more than TD. And you got Kawhi and LaMarcus in year two. They always bring a couple guys off the bench that are just, you know, Doing doing Spursy things, and then Manu and Tony on the last on the last uh, hurrah. I just feel like number two seed lock. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Sorry, Key, drop drop in here. No, because I'm gonna have a different opinion. So oh, okay, okay. So I'm 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 staying with uh, San Antonio at two. I I absolutely love this. It, you know what what's so funny to me is like how good this team is, and like aside from aside from the Warriors just being at this level, like they could win championships in in years past, like very 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 yeah. easily. Outside it, of the because this year they might yeah. have an outside chance of winning it this year, but yeah. You're right, but man, with, with Bring that this team three years with ago, that team lock. getting LMA, getting him meshed with this team, you know, adding on that veteran powerhouse that they have, and also just utilizing Popovich for everything that he's worth. Like, man, I just I have no, I, I can't put these these guys anywhere else but two. I mean, let's just talk about this real quick again: consistency, longevity, yeah, coaching, yeah, yeah. That's, that's those it. are, those and are this, paramount. This, yeah, and this this team this is like a top five franchise yeah. in NBA history. This sports is like, history. Oh, in in sports history, maybe well, right. Like, and the funny thing is, it's only good enough for a number two seed. <laughs> wow, wow. So I have a slightly different opinion, just a tad slightly. Cool. Different. What's good? I have the Clippers going Whoa. the two seed. All right. All okay. Right. All right. And the main reason why is because. They see what's happening northbound. They see mm. what's happening in, in Oakland mm. or in, uh, sure. I'm sorry, in uh, the Bay Area. Yep. And they want to match that success. Okay. And I think everyone is actually fully healthy. Yeah. Blake Griffin has gotten past his drama. Like, CP3 is no longer flopping. And, like, DeAndre Jordan is, like, refreshed in yeah, body. That? I'm sure about that not CP sure. point. I'm not. <laughs> no longer flopping in the sense that he's touching De- DeMarcus Cousins and flopping. And that's his, you know, sure. his repertoire. Could be. So, I'm sorry. I, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think Chris Paul is going to be, like, his last or last two this This season or next season is going to be, like, his last peak seasons. Sure. And you're going to have to ride it. Otherwise, this team is busted. Okay. So And I think, finally... The Spurs have a bit of a quandary with Paul Gasol and Lamarcus Aldridge on defense. They actually don't have backup bigs that can are serviceable right now. Okay. Paul Gasol has always been a net negative, and Lamarcus Aldridge has also been a net negative for the majority mm. of his career mm. in defense. And I okay. think that's where they're mm. going to struggle. And okay. finally, Lamarcus Aldridge is already 
not on the training block, but he's been rumored to be already hey, in discussions. I don't buy it. For I don't buy cool. it. I'm just it's, saying that it could rumors. really it's rumors. turn into something. All right. So. Here's, I, I, again, if we're going to talk about how good the organization in San Antonio is, like, I just don't think those rumors have the same effect as if he was in like LA, Phoenix, you yeah. know, any of these other markets. I think San Antonio insulates you from that. And they, you know, they made the pitch to him like, hey, yeah. you're a franchise guy. Yeah. TD's no, going to retire I, yeah. and Lamarcus is the dude. So I, I, just, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah, that's what's so unique about that organization, right? Like, I don't whatever like, happens, it's like. And he's from Texas. Like, what? Block it out. I don't like know. the rumor. I, he is I, from Texas. I don't like the rumor bit. I'm going to disagree on the rumor bit. I, you know, in terms of defensive prowess, Fine, I can, I can take that. Uh, I can take that somewhat. So, just I want to go back to your Clippers statement, just just to kind of build upon it further. So, so you're talking, so CP CP three, Blake Griffin, um, JJ Redick, JJ Jordan. G, oh, okay, Redick, Jordan. I think you got three Jamal is like, coming off the bench again, yeah. doing a six man it's, thing. It's the same team. You it's know? the same team, but they've retooled their bench with a deeper bench in Maurice Spates, and who's actually going to be super clutch for them. Sure, I, mean, I think so. Uh, look, they didn't, they didn't enough, have to propel, enough to propel them to two over. I, I don't see that bench retooled enough to do anything. To be quite honest, like, with you. their like bench has always they, again. I talk about a top heavy team. They've always been top heavy. Yeah, they've and always they're been top always one injury, one problem, one thing away from losing. You know, a ton of games. And while I think you're right, they will be motivated. The question is, like, can they get there? At what point does Doc Rivers yelling in everybody's ear get old? Well, I hate being wrong. But I would love to be wrong on this because I really don't like that team. I really don't like Doc Rivers as a head coach. Okay. And I really don't respect most of what they've done as a franchise. Sure. But um, do I think... They got the potential, though. I think it's not, it's not had, impossible for them to get the They've always had the OKC in front of them. They've always had the Spurs with Timmy Duncan in front of them. That's true. Yes. They've always yes. had this rivalry okay. with Golden State. And can now we, they have this opening. They have this, sure. like... I can actually breathe now. Okay. Let's see if we okay. can go so, for it. So can we agree, though, that like this is the year they got to do it? This is the this year. They're going yes, to max yes, out their potential. Absolutely. A, they had to do it this year because they're just like running on you know fumes in terms of this unit or this, yeah. this foundation of the franchise. And right. B, if they have any chance against Golden State, they will have to be at the best of, yes. you know, they can yes. possibly be. If they have any injuries, they are. They do match up well. They do. They do. If everybody's playing fully to their potential, locked in, not frustrated, I think they can win games. They can. I'm like sweating here. Like, am I wrong? Like, am I wrong? Hey, man. Nah, you're not. You're not wrong in terms of like on paper. What's their raw potential? They could be a two seed. They could win three games. You know, in Golden State, that's not un. You know, it's not unheard of. But in just terms of uh, you know making predictions out here, just uh, not quite ready to put them at two. Um. Also, I mean, you get you get Kia's on the court. I mean, I'm just I'm uh-huh. so I just I just think Griffin just has well, I mean, the, if it's, if it's the about, best potential just to jump over them. If it's know? about Kia's, then it's just a Cleveland LAC final. That's, like all, <laughs> that's all we're gonna get. Um, uh, all right, right, so let's drop to number three. Number three, I've got a resurgent. Yes, Houston Rockets. Number three. That's awesome. Oh, I think wow. the D'Antoni effect and James Harden at point guard. Wow. The reduction of, uh, or you know, the removal of Dwight Howard out the paint. You're just gonna see running and gunning, no defense, Houston Rockets. And as we saw with Phoenix, that's enough to get you to a three seed. Back in the day with the Steve Nash Suns, that's a three wow. spot waiting to happen. I see Harden potentially winning a year and award. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think they're gonna be rejuvenated by that. They have a great franchise, great history. The continuity, you know, bringing in some of these dudes that have been backups, um, bringing them into a larger role. The thing is, it's just you know, it's all about Harden. He, you know, he got people uh, took took uh, took shots at him all last year for his uh, behavior, his shape, everything about him. I just think this is the year they come back strong. You know, he's just got to stay away from the base guy, and he's got to stay away from the damn Kardashians. <laughs> Otherwise, dude, you got to stay away from Kardashians. Otherwise, it's just not happening. Keeping up, keeping Man, away from the Kardashians. I am so far away from this pick. Like, really? Oh, just in terms I'm of close. Well, where Houston lies, I, I think they're. 
I think they're in the, a playoff contender, and I'll get to them. So in my conference list. finals, and then they had a like an anomaly, abysmal season last yes, year. Sure. But all of a sudden, they're like so. It just depends on what narrative you think they're gonna, you know, they're coming in with. Okay. And, but this team is built for Dantoni. Okay, yeah. so can go through the starting lineup. Oh, that's. I mean, that's. It's not easy, but it's like James Harden and um, Eric Gordon, uh, Ryan Anderson, yes, Ariza, um, Ariza. And I believe they have Clint Capella. I was going to say Capella, Capella at the five. Okay. They've also got, oh, they still have Monte Yunus. They got Nene. They got Nene. I mean, Nene is good for half a season, yeah. you know, before he gets injured. But <laughs> um, in terms of running up and down the court, you know, sure. they always have like the, you know, they draft really well. Daryl Morey's probably really got well. some studs hanging out on the bench that they're sure. just going to throw in and can run in and do the Sean Marion, you yeah. know, get yeah. a whole bunch of rebounds yeah. and just like fill the wings, hit the lanes, threes. Yeah, I, I think my, oh. Well, who you got? Who got a three? Who I have at three? I, mean, I, I have the clips at three. Yeah, I, okay. I, right. I dropped the clips at three. I, this is pretty much how last season was falling out. So I'm, I don't know. I you just I, don't I, believe in Houston. You just, you just I, no, 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 no. I, I believe in Houston getting into the playoffs, but I, I, I don't know. I'm letting past performance skew future behavior just a little bit, potentially a little bit too hard. I don't think you're wrong. Um, I have Houston nearby but um i'm going with the spurs and we don't need to talk about them really much more than that but okay they have my three spot locked um for my four spot i have houston houston at your four okay 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 so you got Houston. so it's not you know not totally out the realm no um, i think they're going to be an amazing regular season team and that's it but yeah. i mean that's fair you know and that's, and that's the tony that's right. Tony. Yeah. yeah absolutely at number four i'm sliding in la clippers I think they're good enough yeah. to be top in the conference you know top four you know, get some home court in the first round i just think again if Blake Griffin has any lingering injuries from last year and misses some games. If Chris Paul, who while he was, you know, he's been an Iron Man the past couple seasons a little bit, he does have a tendency to get injured throughout the season. He's getting older. You know, who knows when that train starts to break down a little bit. So I just think there are a couple injuries during the regular season away from not being able to keep up with a Golden State, with a Houston, with a San Antonio. And so if they just have any injuries, again, I don't think they're deep enough to sustain that during the regular season. That's the thing. They're not deep enough. They've added just a couple of pieces that are like, you know, yeah, like raising red flags for you, but they I feel that they can actually spell minutes for Blake Griffin and DeAndre yeah. Jordan, and they have a couple capable backup people now. It's true, but and I think in a playoff context, in a series, short series context, like you're absolutely right, and those pieces will matter then. But in terms of the regular season, securing some home courts and stuff like that, I just, you know, to me, they just seem like a four seed again. It seems like they're primed for the four or five matchup <sighs> yeah. in the first round. And it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? If that's how they peak and that's how they climax, yeah. and that's how they re, that's how they that's crash their wall down. And Tantalizing prospects years ago with Lob City. Young Blake Griffin, yeah. young DeAndre, and this is this, this is, is what, what we're they getting. Get? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good analysis there. Who so, you got, Hondo? Okay, so, so for my four, I don't know. This is this is boom bust, boom bust territory for me. Um, More gambling from Hondo. I think I know what it is. Long okay, shot. see. Woo! I'm going drop, drop the, the mics. Mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going I'm going. No OK- kidding. I'm that's go- crazy. I'm going OKC. If OKC it- is in the top four. I'm sorry for overriding you. That's. MVP consideration for Westbrook. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The only way they get to four, Russell Westbrook has an MVP, breaks the triple-double record, averages 35 I, points again. Dude, I'm commending you for that, though. I'm again. I'm going. I'm going bold. Boom, I'm going boomer bust. I went. I went with it with New York and Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run it with OKC. Not italics. Not underlined. <laughs> I, bold. I like Adams. I like Cantor. I like Westbrook. Oh, okay. I I like their speed. I like their. I like the fact that they've had players who've been in really, really clutch games. They know how to. I think they know how to gel together. I think. I think they have a unified leader. Like they have a single point of contact for just in terms of having yeah. that leadership from Westbrook. So I think they'll be able to to run it. Now this is highly variable. Like I could, they could easily drop out of the playoffs entirely if there's an injury, if there's some sort of craziness here. But I'm saying at their peak. 
They're a four seed. Hey, all right. You know what? Out on the limb, you're hanging, you're dangling I out there. I respect it. I'm sure you can feel the wind. Well, I can. Um, it's, your hair, it's, but, hey, it's, it's damn hey, windy out here. So We love uh, we love the hot takes. Uh, Guy, what's up before? You say Houston? Yeah. All right. We kind of broke them down. We kind of broke yeah, them yeah. down. I think, just to add very little to that, um, James Harden is going to be man unleashed, and he's going to be like, oh, look what happened last season. Yep. We retooled around me. We didn't retool around this dude named Dwight Howard. We retooled around me. And D'Antoni is perfect for me. They're putting me in charge of the ball. Give him the ball. 20 seconds out of every possession. I or mean, yeah, four, yeah. Six out of, four seconds out of every seven seconds, you know? He's probably going to average the most assists he has an entire career. He has, he's, has a good chance of that. And the most turnovers, too. And um, they have a lot of shooters now, too. Gunners. Not saying is a good shooter, but they have shooters at every position. And... Um, I really think that they could challenge even higher if they want. I, you know, yeah. But okay. I haven't met four. I haven't okay. met four. Fair. All right. All right. Number five. Number five. And this is unfortunate for me because it's one of my favorite teams. But oh, I've got Portland at Ooh. the number five spot. Okay. They overachieved last year. Got to that four spot so. in a in a West that was a little bit weaker than we had anticipated with all the injuries. Um, so five keeps them about par with where they were last season. Yeah. I just think like a resurgent Houston um, and then LAC. You know, playing well enough to get a home court. I think that's I think that's legit. But I think we'll see a rematch in the first round. Um, LAC, Portland, and here's here's the thing. I just think teams won't be as surprised when they come up on the schedule. They've got a lot more nationally tele- televised games. I just think Portland, people are going to be a little bit more aware. They're going to know about McCollum. They're going to know that Dame is just going to light everybody up. They're just they're better scouted, I think, this year than last year. But with all that said, I still think they're going to be able to persevere in that Western Conference. They have more against stability, more coaching, more continuity as a young team than some of these other Utahs or Minnesotas that you might put in the same boat, but they've been there. They now have the experience getting to the second round. I think that's just going to serve them so well. Mm-hmm. So I see Portland in the five seed. And again, you know, they beat LAC last year. That was severely weakened. And I don't yeah. see why it couldn't happen again. I don't see why they can't all of a sudden have LAC's number and get to the second round again. So I just see I'm really high on Portland and it doesn't reflect their ranking, but I think Portland in the five spot. Okay. okay. Uh, well said. I think. What's great about Portland is that they're just so unknown right now too, because they've achieved, overachieved, and they're still kind of like, what do we have? What can we? Exactly. What can we? We don't. We have that star player, but what else can we bring? That's right. They have and, all the assets, all the pieces yeah. to make a big season trade, maybe, and then maybe that shakes everything up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's cool. And I really like how they've used um, Mason Plumley on the team. Mm. Like it's so atypical for a big to just be kind of like a run and gun big. They usually have them way back, and they have him running with you know the point guard usually. I. Have Utah. And I feel like we're at this tier. Yes. We have this tier where all these teams could potentially. All of a go sudden, like this. Yes. we've reached some shaky ground. You yes. know, saying so the top, he- you know, again, top heavy. Yes. But now we're just going to get. We're just going to be gunslinging. And him. even though I said Clippers at two, like it was pretty much about the same. Yeah. Sure. And it's like because I wanted to be different. I guess that's why. I I totally think I'm that different. Yeah. It, I'm different. No, I I don't. I actually have Utah at five. And so well. I have Utah at five because I think they're over under. If I'm not mistaken, was like 47, 48. A lot. Compared you know what to, that means? Yeah. They, they were at 40 wins last season. And it was like 40 and 42, and they lost to the Lakers in the last game or something. So, like, OKC got into the playoffs yeah. because they didn't. But they didn't retool, but they gained Raja Bell. Um, not Raja Bell. Um, James or Johnson. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. So sorry. Yeah. Joe Johnson. Boris Diaw. Exum's yep. back. George Hill. Yep. Exum is back. They got rid of the trash in Trey Burke. <laughs> they have Nando DiColo as their third point guard, which is amazing. And that's worth eight games. That's what you're telling me. Um, and they have health. They have Hayward actually mm. completely mm. Hel- uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. Alec Burks completely healthy. He missed the entire season last year. Yeah. And he's an insane shooting guard for what they had. And they, only have, and they also have Rodney Hood. They have an insane roster. And we haven't even talked about 
Rod, Rudy Gobert, the reason why they're so good is Rudy Gobert. And I think the five spot is locked for Ooh, Utah. Wow. Lock. From not locked making the playoffs down. to making yeah. the bottom half of the playoffs. Ooh, I don't know. I, I think it was your <laughs> it was your optimism leading up to this and just talking about Utah where yeah. I don't know. I had to kind of consider them in this in this territory. I uh So you I, got them at five too? I have them at five as well. Ooh. I I actually not that divisions mean anything, but no. they're winning this division. <laughs> I have them winning this division. Yeah, you have, obviously, probably Portland. Yeah. 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 No, I, I like Portland. I just, I, I didn't know where to put them. And, and I think, but I'm I'm shaky five through eight in the West. I, I really am. You're going to hear like, some crazy answers fair. from us. I, I, just, I, I just kind of don't know where they fall out. I don't like cheering this high for a team that actually has Boris Diaw on it. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. But I, I'm a Gobert fan. I'm, I'm definitely a Gordon Hayward fan. So I, I think they can... They're definitely going to make a run. Could I see them drop a little bit lower? Sure. But I could also – I'm confident that they'll make the playoffs. Now, here's year. the thing too, right? I'm just not as high as you guys. Again, yeah. I have them in a slot you know, a little bit later sure. uh, down here. And yeah. I believe, again, of all these teams that are young, they have the most potential, I think, to make the playoffs of the younger yes. kind of teams. Yes, I and so, so. Yes. I think they'll make a jump, but I'm just not ready for, nope. for them to make an eight-game jump. I'm ready for sure. them to make a – Three game jump, hit that 43, 44 wins, hit that lower seed. And yeah, they've got a lot of talent, a lot of potential, how they all mesh together. You know, Quinn Snyder's a great coach. I think he'll get the most out of this team. But when it comes down to them facing Oklahoma City, uh, you know, even some of these lower teams in the West, like. Do they have the know how how to win? At at the late game execution, right? And it's not even about, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, oh, who do they give the ball to? Who's the late game closer? I'm not so much worried about that, but about the late game execution in general. Are they going to get the late defensive stops? I mean, Gobert is obviously going to be the anchor, but if you're going up against to okay. Russell Westbrook, who are they putting up against okay. a, a Russell? And this is why I'm actually more convinced now than before that they're going to be the five spot because they have an answer to Westbrook. Westbrook Who's that? And that's George Hill. George uh, Hill is, I know, you might not one. think that. You don't okay. even know him? No, so I'm not buying that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's one of the better defensive point guards and he is lengthy and he's better at space, at space uh, containing than most point guards. Most point guards let the other... Sure. Uh, guy go through and then they have a reliable back no that's true like, that's fair I'm okay. not I don't argue that at all I just think that night in night out going against the best point guards in the league your sure. Stephs your James oh, you're right, you're your right. Dame Lillard's all of a sudden he's on the end, wrong end of a back to back against Russell Westbrook they're oh, yeah. losing against Oklahoma City who's not making the playoffs and okay. that's just another loss in that you know that's another in the outcome well that's kind of a common theme with the West though you're having like they had Ron, Nando DeColo as their starting point guard for the that's entire fair. season and they went 40-42 it's fair now they have Exum and George Hill and Colo. And they get rid of Trayvon, so that's that's a net positive. Sure, that's and fair. Okay, Quinn Snyder is like the Brad Stevens of the West. You know, I, I believe that, and this to me reminds me kind of our New York uh, situation in the East. Like yeah. to me, this is like if you put them at the five seed, that's their ceiling, right? You're saying everything's breaking so right, they're gelling the most, okay. and they're going to get the most out of their potential. Sure, five seed. Yes, yes, definitely the ceiling. I, I don't think they. Can they're not be, contenders. I, no, I don't think they're contenders. I don't think they can go higher, but they're... It is interesting that why did Joe Johnson choose Utah? That's a great question. Uh, right? Because he does anyone really, was a free agent signing. He do, wasn't a trade. Do we really want to do a John Malkovich no. with <laughs> Joe Johnson? I don't. I don't. I don't want to live no, in there. I don't, no, that's not no, something no, I'm interested no, no, no. in. We'll, we'll break it down. Well, that's break. like crazy <laughs> to yeah. me. Okay. For sure. All right, so... Let's okay, go so that's into, number five. That's here. number five. Let's go to six. I mean, I you know I put up you know kind of the counter argument against all this. I've got Utah on six, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I thought I thought that I would have the highest you know Utah pick yeah. uh, you know of everything. But you guys put them even higher. I think Utah is good enough to jump a couple teams towards the bottom because again okay. of that consistency, the coaching. Yeah. Sure. I just can't put them you know in like a four or five matchup. Like all of a sudden no, you have like Utah well. playing LAC or some something like that, or like you know if you think Houston's a four, you know Utah Houston. Like all of a sudden that it just didn't feel right to me. So okay. I think six is good. They're gonna jump a couple 
couple teams going from nine to six. That's a big jump. That's, that's a, a good, huge. Okay. That's a big improvement, and that they should be proud of that. They should yeah. be proud of that. Yeah. Um, I have Portland at six. Boom, boom, dropping off a little bit. And I don't really know why, <laughs> other, other than like because I don't know if they're gonna they can get better than what they were last season with mm. this team that they have. Mm. Sure. They, I think they improve with Evan Turner. In terms of Timmy Turner, yeah. Evan Turner, <laughs> I don't think he's enough. I agree with that. I just think more time together, more gelling cohesion. They obviously like over overachieved last season, but all of a sudden, you know, you give them more reps together. Is that basically what you're saying? Is that that unit as a whole has maxed out? I think so. They've paid Alan Crabb like seventy million dollars. That kind of hurts me. That's true. I mean, I think that hurts everyone, but with the kind of you know expansion in the cap over the past couple seasons that to me means less than it would have in another year yeah it's almost like money's out the window on this team that's what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. kind of keep the continuity but going. portland six you still have them in the playoffs you still have them kind of contending and i think you just yeah. maybe think some other contending teams for have playoffs, made i think they're one and done you just you just think some All other right. teams have made bigger improvements and yeah okay okay man okay i'm i'm making a bit i'm doing boom bust again doing boom bust again so and i'm going with it i'm going for it I'm going T Wolves. I'm going T Wolves at six. I'm going T Wolves at six. Not only not only do they make the jump from 17 wins to 29 wins, they go from 29 wins to potentially 45, 46 wins. I I'm thinking, I'm gonna go for it. I I am going to go for it. I think they can. I think they can do it. I think they have a a leader a leader in towns. I think Wiggins is gonna continue back. I think Rubio Rubio is is still their backing. They have Thibodeau coaching this thing. They're adding a rookie of the year candidate in terms of Chris Dunn. I see I see huge upside potential for this team. How like people but, agree with you by the way, just letting yeah. you know. Ascent, look, there there has been peak, we're peak hype right now for Minnesota. Like, there is a lot of hype and I would feel no, so I, down I, when you say what happens if they don't make the playoffs, but um People like Isaiah Thomas has said that they're going to be a sixth seed in the NBA. There, people like Zach Lowe has said, crazy prediction alert, they're going to finish higher than OKC in the standings. Okay. So, so real, you're real, right. You're real right. Quick, like, I'm just saying, if this was a stock, if we were talking about some sort of stock in the stock market, this would this stock would be so like bubble-ridden right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. There'll no, be so it's, much it's, hot money flowing into this. Investors from Saudi Arabia, we're talking sovereign <laughs> wealth funds, just like injecting capital in there. Like Minnesota, you know, is at an all-time high. You know, if you're trying to make some money, maybe, uh, you know, the whole buy low, sell high thing, yeah, you might sure. want to start selling. So, I mean, I'm sorry for cutting you off there. No, On yeah. your points on Minnesota, man, I want to hear more no, if you have so, any more. No, I, I mean, I, I think I'm just going to, Gonna gonna roll with that, but just in terms. Dude, I love of, it, man. Man, like, just done in that. I right? have to go. I have to go boom on this because I just think they're. I think they busted so many consecutive times, and I think I think they have the pieces and like little things last season, like like beating beating Golden State, Golden State. like just, everything, man. Just little things and adding even better players yeah. into that mix and continuing to move forward. Yeah. Now, th- you know, there's some other things just in terms of like losing the Garnets and everything like that, but you still have a. I, I think you have a rock solid core to to make this jump. Now, could they could they be out of the playoffs? Of course, they could be out of the playoffs. This is Minnesota, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the optimism and, and roll them right into six. Now, Gee, do you have them? I mean, clearly you don't have them at six. Do you have them in the playoffs at all? Are you can talk do. about them a little bit later uh, in your standings. I mean, I could keep talking about it right now. Well, no, we, we should talk about it. But I mean, I just meant like they're a different. They slot, are a seven spot for me. You're you're bullish on uh, on the Minnesota. I'm very biasedly bullish on them. Hey, that's fair. I mean, look, I know you know I'm talking to a couple Minnesota fans, and I'm factoring that in, but I don't think. I don't think that's completely unreasonable. I think, like you guys are talking about, everyone is, you know, the hot pick right now is Minnesota. Have them making the playoffs. Have Thibodeau representing, you know, a ton of wins uh, in terms of bringing them back up to speed. 
that means you're expecting breakout from Carl Anthony Towns year two, just you know maybe getting a most improved player type situation. You're talking about Wiggins making the jump, being an all-star. You're talking about Levine stabilizing out and, and yeah. things like that. And talking about Chris Dunn maximizing, you know, and we'll yes. this. so again, yes. we're talking, you know, peak. You guys are just like things are all going to break right from Minnesota. Yeah, and I'm going to add more to that. Um, we've never had a team like this, structured in, like this, in the history of our t- franchise. We've been, as quoted by your brother, yes. the worst franchise in the history of the NBA. Yes. And we've seen a 12-year drought. There's a chip on our shoulder that we are now Garnettless. We have Thibodeau. We have all these pieces and momentum moving forward sure. to us in terms of Garnett has retired and it's now our turn. It's now our turn. We can't disappoint. We have people that just can't disappoint. They're gym rats. And that's not even about the game now. The game, look at how insanely versatile our point center Carl Anthony Towns is. Yes. And we, we haven't even talked about our bench. Our bench has improved wholeheartedly from what it was, which was absolute garbage, to who's less on, garbage. Who's, who's on the bench? So who's on the bench? We have Nemanja Belica. We have mm. Chris Dunn, who is like mm. the five pick, who is rookie of the year candidate. We have Shabazz Muhammad still. Mm. All energy all day. Might as well call him Adrian Peterson. And <laughs> we have Cole Aldrich, who... Why did the Clippers... I know you made a face. You made a stink face. <laughs> Why did the Clippers get rid of him? That was one of the biggest positives for that. No, team. it's true. It was a not a good move for the Clippers, especially when we're talking about them being on the fringes and like just the little things making a big difference. It's right. a bad move for Clippers, but he doesn't have the same impact on the Clippers that he does on the Minnesota. You're right because he's just solid. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. You know. Um, You're right. I, you know, none of those names that I'm hearing on the bench like really represent right. to me something that you know if it you know. What their second unit looks like, I think you've got to keep, you know, a Wiggins or a Towns in the game at all times, right? You've got to stagger them such that, you know, there's always somebody like that on the court. Because yeah, you, sure. while Chris Dunn is going to, you know, do big things, I don't think you trust the offense to him as a, you know, as a second unit leader in his first year. The other thing, too, is we know Tibbs doesn't exactly love rookies. Like, how many minutes a game is Dunn even going to play? Like, Thibodeau has, mm, like— this is, this is very unique because this is the youngest team he's ever coached. Absolutely. And he kind of has to ride him because then who does he go to in terms of veterans? He has Brandon Rush, who is an amazing three-point shooter, by the way, and yes. Jordan Hill. So no to Jordan Hill. But what I'm saying, but that's to me, all that well, all that reads is that Thibodeau is going to be in a situation where he's going to be pushed and pulled a little bit. And if there's anybody that you believe can withstand that and rise to the occasion, it is Thibodeau. But watching him firsthand in Chicago and looking at the way he manages the game, looking at the way he coached, he's not one that stands for a lot of mistakes. He's not one that if Chris Dunn can't meet the defensive expectations that he has from day one, that's going to impact his playing time. Look at what we have, though. We have Ricky Rubio finally with the athleticism surrounding him for the first time in his career. He's finally fully healthy. Tantalizing. And, and we don't lose. We don't skip a beat when we drop to Chris Dunn in a lot of ways sure. because he's high octane defense. Sure. Guess what happens whenever Ricky Rubio is injured or is on the bench? We are the worst team in the league. <laughs> we've been the worst team yeah. in the league, yeah. and that's why we've been seventeen and whatever the hell we've been. Right. So that's that's fair. Maybe that's enough discussion yeah, on Minnesota. Yeah, well, well, let's let's come let's come back to more discussion on Minnesota I'm as really we high on them. as we get into. Well, I mean, I you know oh. I I would just let it continue a little bit because here's okay. the thing. Here's here's okay. the hot take. I don't have them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Here, so, it's I mean, not, so here's my thing. I think they're going to improve a lot. I don't think they're going to improve as much as everyone, you know, around NBA circles thinks they will. I think okay. Thibodeau is good for 10 wins by himself. So, what does that put them at? 39 wins? Yeah. yeah. And you're saying the jump from all their players yes. is enough to make up for another six, Five, seven, six, seven wins, yeah. eight wins. And that's, that's potentially, it's potentially possible. But in a Western Conference that is loaded and you're playing great teams every night, I'm just saying that if this team takes a little bit longer to find their stride than normal, if Thibodeau takes a little bit longer to trust his rookies, than normal. If all of a sudden he's riding Carl yeah. Anthony Towns and Wiggins to the point that he rode Joe Kim Nello and Derrick Rose, if you're telling me that there's an injury in February of 
Wiggins breaking his leg, I'm not going to be surprised. And all of a sudden, oh, 46 wins without Wiggins? Nah, not okay. buying it. No. We, we can't predict injuries, but, but um, we can predict counter, the circumstances around which they Counter to what you just said, how did the Wolves beat the Warriors last year? I'm not saying they can't beat the Warriors. Okay. That's not the question. It's not so, can they beat any team in the league. They can but, beat any team in the league. The question is, that's right. night in, night out, will a young team present the consistency that will allow them to jump from 29 wins, okay. to, you know, jump another 20 wins? And to me, yeah, the answer's no to that. It's hard. It's hard to say that I'm convinced that it will happen, too. But it might not be 20 wins. It might be 15. So my final thought is they have to play the Minnesota Timberwolves, too. The teams that we are talking about in the top of the West have to play this team that is hungry as fuck. Like, more hungry, I think, than the Warriors, honestly. <laughs> Look at this team. They're young guns that are unproven, that don't have any accolades other than slam dunk championships. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Rookie of the year. They have everything to gain by doing whatever they can do with Thib- Thibodeau. Absolutely. If Finally, you, yeah. um, you're going to have teams like Golden State, like San Antonio, resting. They might not start the starters like Popovich style or Kerr style. They might take days off, and we might be that team on the end of the back-to-back. So, I don't know the strength of schedule, really. But you can't actually say that um, in terms of the end of a back-to-back all, and a Wiggins injury or something. All I can say is that, yeah, they're going to be another one of those teams that's a tough schedule win for anybody. Yeah. But in a loaded Western Conference, every night they're playing other teams like that. If they're in the Eastern Conference, I think they're a lock for the playoffs. I think they win that number of games. But in the West, I just don't think it's that easy to pencil them in. If you give me, if we're talking about the next five years, mm-hmm. which teams are you most excited about in the next five years? To me, Minnesota in the next five years, will be competing for the top of the Western Conference. I think they are the future. You know, The way yes, they're designed they're is the for the future of the NBA. Of the NBA. Yeah. But is it this season? Is it year one know. of tips? And I, to me, the answer to that is it's just no. no. Okay. Cool, All cool. Right. We're seeing teams like OKC drop in, their, in our division. Even yep. though it doesn't matter, we play the division teams four games in a row. We're seeing Utah rise. Portland stay mediocre. I think we are a better team than Portland top down. So here, here's my, my biggest argument for Minnesota with mm-hmm. you guys and then making the playoffs is my next two picks okay. for seven and eight. Okay. And I think yeah. that will be fuel for your fire. Okay. And that's what I'm, you know, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. But okay. in, in the, you know, to stay with what I've been preaching, consistency, coaching, sure. and okay, longevity, so got I've got Memphis at um, number seven. Memphis got a coaching change. Memphis that's has... Right. Uh, but who, name their starting five and name their starting five for the past five seasons. It's the same. Boom, yeah. boom. Actually, yeah. Zach Randolph is now their sixth man, and he's a dark horse candidate of sixth man of the year. But that, um, and that's okay. that's absolutely that's fair. Goal, and right? so that's the thing, right? Is that we talked about injuries, we talked about you know the ups and downs of a season, the grinding pace of a Western Conference, yeah. and all those point against Memphis. So the you know I'm not sitting here saying that I'm like super confident that Memphis is going to be, and they yeah. are again one injury away from being out of the playoffs and having somebody like yeah. a Minnesota jump up yeah. into that spot. But you know, for me, if we talk about Mike Connolly. Marcus All, yeah. Zebo, yeah. and then adding, you know, if Chandler, Chandler Parsons, Parsons plays 30, 45 games for them, that's enough that's to get some wins. So I just think that's, that they could. And Brandon Wright is finally healthy too. I'm just saying, a seven seed in a playoff for a, Mem- for a Memphis team that, you know, if all healthy, could compete against anyone except for Golden State in this conference. Uh, to me, a seven seed's not man. too, you know not what's too crazy? high yeah, for them. You're right. You're right. And I think you're right on this. They could even be a four seed too. What, what I would say though is um, they're one injury away. One, from one being tweak. out of the playoffs. One tweak. And what what the hell is this, man? Like we we are introducing a new reign in the West right now. Yeah. Where we had a Dallas on top, we had a Memphis on top, we've sure. had you know, even the weird like Pelicans for one year. And we're not mentioning the Pelicans, we're not mentioning the Dallases. No. Well we just mentioned Memphis. Yeah, and um, for the first time. Dude, this is kinda of scary because we could be so off on this, but New Regime. I don't know. Yeah, to, to, to me, to me, Memphis. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna abide by that theory that Memphis kind of feels like. Well, Mike Conley is currently the highest paid player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to have. To I know that. Player. I I agree with MTG's notion of consistency. Uh, I just 
I gotta put them as a bubble team. I don't know. They That's just fair. they didn't That's even fair. like. Well, of, seven is kind of a bubble. That's right. Well, I put the, well. I guess I'm putting them. So in. you don't have them in the playoffs. I, I don't. I don't have them in the playoffs. I have them. Oh, I have them in nine essentially. That's fair. I think a lot of people don't have them in the playoffs. Uh, Gee, who you got a seven? Or first of all, do you have Memphis in the playoffs? I don't. Okay, so you guys are not as high on Memphis, and so you know, again, back to just the thing about it's incremental growth for the young teams, as far as I'm concerned, and then incremental decrease from these yeah. aged teams. Yeah. So I just don't see the big jumps in these in these categories. Maybe the same as a lot of people do, and it's you yeah. know, I wish I did. Like, I would be sure. a much more you're exciting for me. Solid, you're making a solid case. If here. we had Utah, Minnesota, and you know, another young team in that six, seven, eight, all of a sudden the West playoffs are so fun. They're yeah. so much more yeah. fun, and that's the New NBA energy, I want to watch. Yeah. But yeah. in terms of we're making predictions, we're saying who is going to do what. Sure. I just think if you if you say you know these young teams are another season away, to me that seems that smart feels man. right. Smart man. Yeah. Uh, at seven, I just said what I said at, uh, at Minnesota is at seven. Minnesota right. seven. So and for Boom. you, I'm I'm. Dropping Portland to, to number seven, cool. so mm. I, I don't. So they regress. I th- in overall standing. I thought they regressed. Or um, other teams got that much better. I think the I think the Jazz got better. I think the the Wolves got better. I, I don't know. I'm not. The longer we go into this episode, the less comfortable about <laughs> about the I'm thunder about the thunder I am. But um, no, okay. Port, Portland's definitely a playoff contender. It, it's still so if we talk a two seven matchup. Portland playing San Antonio. That's a, that's an intriguing. That's a fun series. That that's a really really Tony fun Parker series. And, and and they could still they could potentially pull some stuff off there. Yeah. But you know, and that's the thing. I think if if they don't play Golden State or San Antonio, Portland can beat any other team in a seven game series. In yeah, the West. yeah. If 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 Portland, uh, you know, if Portland's a, uh, they are dangerous. If they, if they go four five six four five six well, if they go four five six, yeah, they're I mean they're moving to second round easily. Cool. Boom, boom. Okay, so okay. seven, and then on the bubble, final team this is in the West. You. This is going to hurt you. Boom, your boom, prediction. Boom. Yeah. For me. OKC. Oh, boom. I think OKC. they're going to be like the same as last season. They're going to win okay. in like the last game or so. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So you got OKC on the bubble. I've got Dallas, Dallas. in the eight seed. Oh man. Can we disrespect? Dirk and Carlisle again every year, every, every year single year. Their discounted. roster looks like trash. Yeah. No one can justify them winning as many games as they do. And the corpse of Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. the zombie, carries them to another victory in the <sighs> desert. Man. But now, so now you're believing in Harrison Barnes, and I have no, 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 no. belief in <laughs> Harrison <laughs> Barnes. Who, who played the four for Dallas last year? Um, well, the four was Dirk, and it was Zaza Pachulia at the five. Okay, so you know whoever you want to say next to Dirk. Yeah, and so Dirk. is you're asking me is Harrison Barnes an upgrade from whoever's been next to Dirk? And my answer is. Yes. Okay. I don't so, believe in him, but I believe he's better than anybody else mm, Dallas is putting on court. Um, How about this? Compare the roster last no, year no, no, to this no, no, year. No, 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 no. We have to change this up. Harrison Barnes is kind of replacing Chandler Parsons. No, I mean, Andrew Bogut is starting at the five. Okay. So if you want to put Harrison Barnes all the way at the three, he is at the three. I mean, that's fine. But so we go, we go, start off, we go in Darren Williams, yes. Wesley Matthews, yes. Harrison Barnes, yes. Dirk Nowitzki, Andrew Bogut. Is that Whoa, is that man. is it's that starting five? Starting is that starting five better or worse than it was last year when better. they got to? It's, it's better the playoffs. And so that's what really makes me mad, and that's why I brought up the Dallas in that yeah, conversation about absolutely. like I'm leaving them out because I want new blood, and I'm like I I'm want biasly, new blood too. I'm biasly oh, wanting this to change. Same. But then we just talked about the consistencies of predictions and how coaching matters, strength of schedule, <laughs> but no, like the roster continuity is everything. Boom. And so this guy is doing like work on us, man. Like he's it's, he's it, putting us in our corner. It's, um, it's fine, but I, I beat him before in past seasons <laughs> doing predictions, so I'm not worried about anything. But I have OKC. OKC at eight. You think they're just that roster strong enough to get? To sneak I don't in? know if it's strong enough, but I think Westbrook beats Dallas one v five. So wow, that's accurate. That's highly accurate. No one can stop him. On but here's team. the thing: is Billy Donovan that no, good of a coach without not. KD? 
Is Scotty Brooks that good of a coach? We have Washington. That's in the what playoffs. I'm saying. Well, but again, do we think? So do we think Washington's <laughs> roster in the East is better? Than Oklahoma City's roster in the West, and to me the answer to that is yes. yes. Yeah, and that's why I have them in the playoffs and OKC out. Oh man! And I mean, I have them as a fringe team. Like, that's fair, right? We're not, yeah, we're not claiming like uh, this is a lock or anything like that. This is just who we kind of feel. And again, to your point about consistency, all they're down is KD, right? I mean, I guess no. and Ibaka too. And Deion Waiters. Oh man, you're right. I forgot about the guy. <laughs> the the what the shit did he just do? What the shit All-Star. did he just do? All star. Yeah. Deion Waiters. The no, you're right. Yeah. But hey, that's why I don't have them in the playoffs. But it wouldn't surprise me if they landed the eight seed. Russell Westbrook just went on a tear, got the MVP, eight seed. No, so well, fair. he won't be he won't be in the conversation unless he's on Hondo's yeah. prediction level. He won't be in the MVP conversation. No. But he needs to play like one, and I think he will because he has. This is his team. It's his time. We've yeah. always talked about him. What happens to Russell Westbrook on his own team? This is where we'll our get chance to find to get out. Let, okay, let me let, let me wrap let me let me wrap with the uh, with my eighth pick, uh, run and gun, run and gun, baby. I'm going yeah. I'm going the Rockets, but mm. I just I up same and as down. last year, huh? That's awesome. I'm up at like we swapped, man. Like we have Houston at three and four, and you have OKC at four or whatever. And yeah, man, that's insane. Yeah, so I, I think that I mean they're they're definitely in the playoffs. They're definitely in the playoffs, but I think they're. They just to me they seem highly variable. I, I I don't know. I just I'm 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 going up going upon what happened last season. Yeah. So I'm kind of running with with historical proof here. Um, they could definitely definitely be a lot higher. They could win a lot of games yeah, if, so. if they play fastball like that. So I I could be substantially far off here. It's it's awful for them to land in the A seed. That's why I have OKC because it's, at least it's going to be the best series of all time because it's Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant yeah. in the first series of the Western Conference yeah. Finals. But like, good luck, Houston. Congratulations, and now you get to lose. Yeah, just four straight, just out. Boom, boom. All right, so well, that's hey, awesome. That you hey, so so teams that were in the playoffs that are now out. Uh, shoot, because we don't have uh, unity. We don't have you know we don't have, un- we don't have unity on this. So for me, the only team that's in that was not last year yeah. is Utah in the West. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that to me that just so you know, yeah. And I have Utah. And Minnesota. I've U- yeah, Utah, Minnesota. And Houston. No, Houston. Houston made it last year. Oh, Houston made it last year. Sorry. I just ha- yeah, I have Utah and Minnesota as net new teams for the West. And, then, not- and Dallas and Memphis out. And you have. I have Dallas and Memphis out. And you out. have who out? I've got OKC out. Jeez, this is so good. Boom, boom. Now, we're not, you know, we're well, not going to tell you how much money is on the line here, but just understand that one of the three of us may be wearing no clothes next time yeah. uh, we record no, this prediction wearing- episode for the next season. <laughs> I don't want you to see me with no clothes on, so I'll be wearing like at least a rubber suit or something. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey, so we're gonna post uh, we're gonna post our picks on our Twitter. Uh, on Dude, the, that was awesome. On the Ride in the Pine Twitter for both East and West, and hey, we're gonna probably put up a link on our on our website too, so people can track along with us. Yeah. Get it how you all, live. All right, so you know we have a we've spent a lot of time on this. Let's let's do some hot takes. We'll go into explanations in in future episodes. Let's just do some quick picks for. For the top six categories for yeah. for players and Let's coaches. Do it. Let's do it. Boom. So starting off, MVP. James Harden. Ooh. Ooh. Who you got? Who you got, Gee? I hate this pick so much. Do it. CP3. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Stop the presses. Whoa. They don't even whoa. do presses anymore. Stop the internet. Oh my goodness. Shut it down. Oh man. Hey, look. Oh. There are some really easy answers for me to say. Okay. Like Curry, Durant, I could right. say LeBron. LeBron. Horford. 
Okay, what? That's no, another one in the category of CP3. No, I'm, but I'm not saying Horford. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going with Horford. I'm going with Westbrook. I, I'm, all right. I've all been right. going with Westbrook. I talked about this on the OKC episode. I, know. I was going with Westbrook. Guard so. heavy. So. Guard heavy MVP. So, all right, who, what's that? The, reason why, the main reason why I'm saying this, though, is because I have him as a two seed, and yeah. they've typically only ever gone to one or two seeds. Okay. You're telling me Houston goes from the eight to the three, possibly the number two seed, and James Harden puts Isn't up huge numbers, and you're telling me he's not an MVP? He's in consideration. No, he's. He, I think Harden. But Westbrook takes I think, over. I think Harden is in consideration, but I mean, we're, we're all ignoring the fact yeah. that LeBron is probably the statistically the highest rated possibility here. Maybe, Maybe. but the problem is Cleveland's just going to be coasting and yawning through the East. I don't think he's has, he has a chance. Okay. MVP. Okay. Boom, that's boom. not that's not what the, the stats were showing, but yeah. I I'm taking Westbrook on the stats and all the other information all in. that we we Sorry, said from there. I, uh, okay. Different. Okay. Next so one. coach, coach of the year. I th- I think this is easy. I think this. I is do too. Brad Stevens. Oh. The president, Brad oh. Stevens. Oh. Boston securing the number two, looking spectacular all season long. Defense is going to be ranked one of the highest. This is the year that Brad Stevens gets his coach of the year. Everybody's been talking about, you know, in NBA circles, him doing so good the last few seasons. This is the year where they get to reward him sure. for being a great coach the last three or four sure. seasons. And this is what I have as well. Okay. Bow, bow. I don't think you can set NBA records without, without getting another coach of the year award. So I am going with Steve Kerr. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. I just I even if it's not his yeah. even if it's not his fault he's gonna he's gonna get credit for it. He's gonna fall into coach. Of the he's year. gonna fall into coach of the year because <laughs> they're gonna win seventy four wins according that's, to you. That's that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that is what I'm saying. Commendable man. Stick to your guns. Hi, right, third category, rookie of the year. All right, this is actually gonna be quite debatable. I think, but go, yes. ahead. I agree. go ahead. Who you got, Hondo? I am going with. Minnesota Timberwolves. Whoa. Pick Chris he is, Dunn. He not is even a starter, not a starter. And he's still going to get ROI? I'm going with him. Awesome. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm going with the big man in the middle from Philadelphia, who is actually a third-year player now, Ooh. but this is his first game season. Yes. Joel Embiid. Boom. Okay. The process. I think, I think that's fair. <laughs> the process. I, love that. I hope that becomes his nickname. Joel Embiid, <laughs> the process. No, I think that I debated choosing him as well. I just don't know if he's going to get the playing time. They might be careful yeah. with his foot. They might shut him down towards the end of the season so they can tank again. I just don't know. You're right, yeah. But it could be. Um, I have got one Mr. Brandon Ingram, okay. LA Lakers. I, yeah. I think Luke Walton's going to come in. They're going to, you know, it's going to be a better culture around there. He's going to have them running a little bit more uh, in the Golden State style. I just think Ingram's going to get the most playing time. He's going to have the best coach supporting him, and he's going to be Rookie of the Year. And I think that's, I think that's complete opposite of what I th- is what's going to happen. <laughs> he's already, he's already out of the starting lineup. He already, he's probably the biggest project in the draft, and he's been playing <laughs> six minutes a game. In these preseason games, so hey. he's gonna he's gonna find the trust <laughs> between the beginning of the season to midseason, and then here's here's the here's the problem. Um, in the same way they're talking about Minnesota, Tibbs is just gonna have to play his young dudes because he doesn't have any veterans. Luke Walton's just gonna have to play the team that he has, which oh. which to oh. me okay. means okay. that he doesn't have the luxury of you know. Now there's no Kobe Farewell tour to stand behind. There's you know what a luxury that was. <laughs> oh, like all of a sudden, yeah, right. Well, Byron Scott could just you know claim that oh yeah, I didn't really have, I couldn't really win games. Kobe, blah blah blah. But now it's like what who what are the fans gonna want to see? What is ownership gonna want to see? Who's the GM gonna want to see on the court? Yeah, they the number two him. pick, Brandon Ingram. They have a lot of time. unknowns on the team, and they have so Tim many. Osgoff, so, so yeah, the God. Okay. The God. <laughs> Hey, you know, MTG, I'm I'm actually Ingram was my was my second pick. When when I when I looked at my picks, I was going I was going done in Ingram. In in, in that That's same good. in that same level. I'm not quite as pessimistic about Ingram as as Guy is. No, no, I find him as a project. I think it's fine. Can we I wanna I wanna throw in one yes. more one more issue. The answer is yes. 
The answer ben, is Derek Rose. Ben, <laughs> no, with ben, ben, Sim- Simmons. ben Simmons. What? Where? Where would Ben Simmons have shaken out? The rookie not, of the year. Had he not gotten hurt, he was my choice. He not. would have been number two in the rookie of the year. Wow. Voting in my opinion. Wow. Him wow, and Embiid wow, wow, would have wow, split wow. votes. Oh. Okay. Okay. And you're a thinking man. You're. A, you're thinking, man. Okay. Uh, just out here. Love All right. the game. All right. So from rookie of the year, we turn to defensive player of the year. This was the toughest category, in my opinion. I debated about this the most of any category. Okay. For individual win, uh, individual awards. But I've got, and this is crazy to me to say this, yeah. yes. considering what I said about the Western Conference and the teams making it and not. I, but I just got one Carl Anthony Towns as defensive, defensive player, of player of the year. With Thibodeau behind him. Wow. Hold on. Wow. Hold on. I got to take a snapshot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it down on your calendars. Save it for posterity. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to me, in my mind, I was debating all the time. I didn't think, I think, wow. there, I think the only, there was a link between if Carl Anthony Towns wins Defensive Player of the Year, they make the playoffs. And I know that's not the way I ended up predicting it. But I think Tibbs will do enough in terms of helping him learn how to play defense that he will have his statistics be high enough and he'll be the darling candidate for that. That I think he gets Defensive Player of the Year, but oh they God. narrowly miss the playoffs. I didn't, uh, I didn't even put him in the conversation. No, I, I didn't either. That's Tibbs, pretty cool. D- think, about, think about it though. Joe Kim Noah came in and won Defensive Player of the Year under Tibbs and you're asking me, does Carl Anthony Towns have more oh, tools than yes, Joe Kim Noah? Yes, yes he does. The answer to me is yes. Were now, they the top seed in the East though that year? I mean, they won all the awards that year, but at the same time, I mean, the, to me, it was like I said, it was the hardest decision to make. I wanted to go Kawhi for the back to back to back but i just couldn't do it and i didn't put Kawhi in this discussion either whoa oh, i definitely put Kawhi in the discussion oh, oh, oh i'm so sorry in the top okay of this yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you he's got obviously top three in this i because of who i'm riding with and hating what i'm riding with deandre jordan Woo! DeAndre you got the clippers jordan. coming out with the individual awards this year wow wow so he couldn't win it last year but he's he's gonna win it this year and i'm not confident in this at all, but I've debated between Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Hassan Whiteside, Mr. Drummond, and yeah, and uh, yeah, so, DeAndre Jordan. So my my top three go. Well, I'm going with I'm going with Draymond Green for my top pick. Whoa! I, I put I put Leonard in the discussion. I also put Draymond. Uh, sorry, Dude, Andre crazy. Andre Drummond in the discussion as well. Um, I know you regret what I just said. I have to go. <laughs> I'm rolling with Green because I just I think Green has something to prove defensively this year because just offensively, like he's I, he's he's just not making he's not the impact player he was years prior. And let, let me just spell this out. So you have you have Curry, you have Thompson, you have Durant. Like he is he's like like fourth. He's like fourth on that yeah, team. Yeah. He, offensively. Yeah, offensively. So I yeah, think he's right. he's making that. He's making that statement to to be the best defensive player he can be, and I think that's where he's going to shine. And on this team, he's just going to try and <laughs> that's try, good. Try and go as far as he possibly can. On yeah. Uh, but would I be surprised to see Leonard win this? Absolutely not. And honestly, man, I kind of hope he does. I would love to see back to back to back. I, to back. I think he's I love that the good. dude. I love yeah, that player. I just I would love to see him see him do that. I think it would just be uh, you know cementing where KAT is at from the win the award. That's okay. amazing, man. I'm commending you for saying that though. All right, so our our fifth selection here, most improved player of the year. <laughs> I have a good answer. Right. I don't know if it's the right one. Brandon Ooh. Jennings. Woo. Brandon Jennings. Most improved. Okay. All okay. right. You just think uh, you know, coming off the bench in New York, he's going to get that shine. He's going to get that national media attention. D. Rose might get an injury. He might have a bigger role. Well, he's going to start the seeing... end of the season. He's going to be their starter. How dare you? How dare me? <laughs> D. Rose slander will not be tolerated uh, amongst mm. the Chicago Bull faithful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most improved for you, MTG. I have got 
Um, one D'Angelo Russell, most improved player. Did, I buy it. Did okay. not win rookie of the year last year, so he's already got a low, you know, a low starting point. And again, this is about the delta between where they were last year and where they were this year. He didn't win rookie. He's of the alpha. Year. He's alpha on this team now. He's alpha on the team, and now he's got weapons. Even if he's got some older ones, Mozgov knows how to play the game. If you put a pick and roll with Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell. Russell's going to have either an open jump shot or he's going to have a smart player rolling the rim. Luol Deng knows what to do. He's going to get buckets. So his assist hole is going to be up. If Brandon Ingram wins rookie of the year, like I think he will, just another weapon for D'Angelo Russell to throw to. Luke Walton coaching him, teaching him how to think on the floor. I just so see. So we have LA running the awards here. That's oh, it. Yeah, man. LA run this shit. Uh, you know, it's just so weird. Uh. It's kind of crazy, but I just think you know, most improved and rookie of the year, and they're still going to be a bottom feeder. But I just think individually, they got talent. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm making a dark horse pick here. I'm Boom. going. I'm going Devin Booker. Woo! That's De- actually a great pick. That's De- Devin Booker from Phoenix. It's a great hot take. My only problem is that he played so well last season, and everybody in NBA circles already loves him. Can They're he grabbing be his pick already, the yeah. most improved? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, but that's true. <laughs> Fine. They have to make a decision. Fine. Who's running that team? In I also. I also have it's your- Devin Booker. Yes. And I believe Devin Booker would be in this conversation. Yeah. But he's going to be like less. He, he's, he's less going to he's going to be less improved from last season to this season sure. as D'Angelo but, Russell. But this Plus, is a this is the weirdest category it of, is the, weird. Of, of the main awards. Yeah. Curry, like Kevin, Curry you, has been in consideration yeah. for this award yeah. when he was already an all star. Yeah. Like this award can go weird ways. I like I think we could all be off. On Who this won award. last year? CJ McCollum? Uh, CJ McCollum, right? Most improved? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I think, I'm pretty I think sure. It yeah, um, and usually it, it comes, you know, people are super biased on this, people who vote for this, and typically it's like the person who improves their points per game the most, and unfortunately that's usually the way they go. Sure. Um, so, I mean, we could see like some shooting guard just all of a sudden erupt, and he's, you know, my, most improved. My moment of zen every like day. My moment of zen every oh, day yeah, is yeah. just watching Devin Booker just shoot just shoot from the three. <laughs> the problem is, is Bledsoe ever going to pass him the ball? Oh. Is Bledsoe oh. going to be on the team? <laughs> I think he's he's be, too ripped not to. Oh, nice. I think that there's going to be some crazy uh, shuffling happening in Phoenix. Could be. All right. All right. Our last, like ca- our last category here. Sixth man of the year. Boom, boom. Well, I have got at six man um, who Guy has got it most improved. I've got one Brandon Jennings. Yeah. I okay. believe in the Derrick Rose contract year and in modern medicine and the type of doctors that will be seen in the general New York tri-state area. And so he will be playing the majority of the season. And Brandon Jennings will be coming off the bench for enough games to be the six man of the year. What do you got, Guy? I'm drained of thinking of this because there's not a whole lot of candidates because it's always like Jamal Crawford is yes. in and out of this conversation, and I kind of hate it because he's such a weird shooter in today's NBA. He's just like very selfish. Yeah. But I'm going with Enos Cantor. Whoa. Out of OKC. Wow. Whoa. Mad- Mr. Matador defense. Mr. Matador, like, hang out right by the rim for me, please. Can you? Could you be any taller and block less shots? Yeah. I think the answer is no. <laughs> so, in order for this team to succeed to get into the playoffs, which I'm predicting, yes, they need something out of someone other than Russell Westbrook. Facts. Yes. And I believe it's Cantor. Okay. I believe the potential 18-point player is coming off the bench. And that's good enough for me for most improved, or for uh, six man of the year. There's some other dark horse candidates, man. I'm going to actually go on a limb and say, if one, someone from Minnesota, 
Nemanja Belica could be six man of the year candidate. Ooh. But I don't think he's going to get any votes because no one knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I mean, they got a lot of nationally televised games, though. They might uh, learn yeah, his name maybe. a little bit. Maybe. I mean, we're, I mean, I'll, I'll let Hondo go first before I bring this up. We'll go ahead. Uh, man, I don't know. I like. Part of me wants to be boring and just go with Crawford, but I, I don't Boo. like I don't like Crawford here. The gambling man, Hondo Boom. Nah, nah. I, I I really like I like Jennings, but I'm gonna go with Iggy. I, I'm, there I'm, we go. I was hoping you would say that. I was gonna bring him up if we didn't. I mean, they're I'm gonna get, win this many games, and he's not. Gonna I'm gonna get go shine. with I'm gonna go with Iggy because I, I just I think I mean he is. They're gonna win like 74, 75 games, and then we didn't even spot them with any awards. <laughs> they're gonna us. split them all. They're gonna split they're them gonna all. Split them Katie all. and Curry are gonna split all. That. You're right, man. It's gonna it's gotta be somewhere like Iggy this. Iggy probably he's he's, he's probably. I, I, I think he's like. I didn't even think of him. He's a yeah. I, th- I think he's in, in he consideration. Fucking Crawford might win it again. It's just like it's disappointing. So here's how I see it. Like we talked about, you know, we didn't spot them too many awards, but I think the thing is, you know, I don't think they're going to win Coach of the Year. I don't think they're going to get many MVP considerations because they're going to split the vote between Durant and Curry. So they're still, but the people are going to want to throw them an award, right, to represent the team. And I think it's going to be six man with Iggy. Ooh, ooh, I like that. But I already said Jennings because I think he's, I I just think he's going to have better numbers and he's just going to be more impactful. You know what? I think you guys are right. I think it's going to be Jennings 1A and Iggy 1B. I don't think I have a shot in hell. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, man, I'm I'm completely exhausted. Our super I'm prediction exhausted. show, it, it lasted for a while. So, hey, hey, this is great. This is great. So we're going to continue to, uh, we'll kind of look at these picks and do some assessments over the course of the season. But, man, this has been fun. So, hey, we're going to be back next week with This Week in Basketball. Highlights from the first games. Woo. And, you know, just, man, some down, down and outright gambling as we yeah. start the Bring in the as heat. we start the damn Don't season. Tell no Miami. All right, this is Hondo, MTG, and Geek. We out. Peace. Outro. This has been a Vencast Studios production. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.